Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about why Destiny needs a loadout system. If you're listening to this on iTunes, maybe you found this on Google Play or Spotify. SNTR Presents is a podcast that hits all those platforms. If you want to support me directly, you can go to SNTRPresents.com and join a page as a patron on Patreon. Or if you're on YouTube, uh, you can click the join button. They're the exact same tiers. They have the same perks and benefits in the Discord. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, hit and like, share, subscribe, and the bell button helps me out. If you want to catch these live, say no to rage.com, and I'm live Monday through Friday during the day, Eastern time. We really enjoy our times together each day. So why do we need a loadout system? This is something that had been asked me, you know, many times before, but more and more, I am becoming now a proponent of this because of changes that have been made in the game. So I will talk about what exactly is a loadout system. What would it look like? Why do we need one? You know, how would they implement it? What would it, what, what what would they even do to empower you to do this? And at the end, I want to talk about more depth because they have been adding more depth to the game. But one of the challenges of a game that launched in its conception, being very simple, being more casual, being very low key RPG. Uh, the, the, now they're coming kind of behind that and they're trying to add this depth. And I believe it's causing uh, some issues with lack of experimentation. Nobody really wants to fool around with seasonal mods or changing things. And I think one of the reasons is a lack of a loadout system. So first and foremost, what is a loadout system? If you're not familiar, uh, there is a program called DIM, uh, Destiny Item Manager, that enables you to save loadouts. What it essentially would be is, right now I have Wither Horde, Last Hope, and the Interference you know, equipped. I'm on my Dawnblade subclass, Well of Radiance, and then I have, you know, all my armor and mods over here. Now, if I were to save this as a loadout, okay, I would save this as loadout one, and then I would switch everything. You know, maybe I switch to the Breachlight sidearm, and then the Martyr's Retribution, and then the 1K Voices. And then because I switch these guns, I come over to my armor, and I switch some of my mods around. I'm not carrying a sword. What the heck? I don't need sword mods. Do you see? You would go to your armor, and you would switch everything. And then you would save that as a loadout. Okay. Then what you would do is, oh, I'm going into this such and such contact, you know, content, uh, the contact public event, or, you know, Gambit or PvP, and you would push the loadout button that would change everything. It would change your guns, your subclass, your armor, your mods, so now you're sort of set for that activity. It's essentially what you do right now. You know, when I go into the contact public event, I get my guillotine, I get my wither horde, I get my, you know, my recluse, and I go in, and then I have all my mods set for that. And then when I go into other content, if I get out the Xenophage, I switch all my mods, because now I'm carrying a machine gun instead of carrying uh, a sword. So why is this needed? It's not that hard. Lono, just go in and change stuff or just use DIM. You know, just use DIM. You can use DIM to save loadouts. Well, let me, let me talk about why this is needed. Armor 2.0 brought great customization. Everything I'm talking about essentially started with Shadowkeep. We didn't, we didn't have this level of customization to come in and run Scavenger for your sword or, you know, Rocket Launcher or Linear Fusion Scavenger. You know, it was largely dependent upon the role on the gun. So a lot of the times you would just accept the fact that you didn't have a great role or you would save certain pieces of armor because because of the perks that were on them. You're like, oh, well, I have boots and chest for this certain build, and you just literally swap your armor around. You're not swapping mods. Now you're swapping both armor and mods. Mods alone take currency to swap, 
right? They take glimmer, they take time to swap, and you have to switch armor a lot of times because of armor uh, elemental affinities. So I gotta start slapping on all my, you know, all my uh, arc stuff. Now this one, obviously, the sword one's universal. But if I'm gonna use swords and machine guns, all of a sudden I gotta start slapping on all my arc armor. So it's not just a matter of like, oh, just swap some mods, you just swatch your, swapped your weapons. No, I literally have to switch affinities. Once the affinities are swapped, then maybe I have to masterwork the armor because I don't have enough perks or slots unlocked. There's all these layers in between me just playing the game and making sure I'm optimized and have all my, you know, my loadout. Now, one of the reasons I think lots of people don't do experimentation with seasonal mods or they don't mess around with any of this is because it becomes too much trouble. They're like, I don't really care. A couple of extra shots in my machine gun or my sword, or maybe I get a little bit more ammo. I don't want to do all that. Like, you know, activity to activity, I'm going in a raid or I'm going over here. It's just too much trouble. The other day I wanted to do it. Uh, we were running Garden of Salvation. I wanted to run Enhanced Relay Defender. And it just was, it was literally this painstaking process of I had to find the right armor. Then I had to like swap mods around, you know, and I, I think raid mods in general could maybe afford to be universal for that reason alone. Um, if I've run the raid and I've earned the mods, don't make me go through all these steps. Okay. Weapons not, might not even be on your character. They might be in the vault. They might be they might be in somebody else's character. And when you do that, it's just another layer of like I either have to use a third party piece of software, or I got to go to the tower or the vault or whatever. You know, if you're not using Dim or the app, it's really really hard to get those guns. Like right now, if I wanted my guillotine sword, it's not even on my warlock. There are steps I have to take just to get that uh, that weapon. Okay, so how would they implement this? The, the simplest way to do it would be to have, I would think, squares somewhere either up here or off to the side. You know, just, just some squares. And what you would do is let us save a loadout all the way down to mod selection. All the way down to mod selection. Because if I'm going to run swords or I'm going to run machine guns or I'm going to run grenade launchers, I'm going to have armor with, with, with aligned affinities and mods that I want to run with that. I would also completely remove the currency cost of swapping mods. Because if I'm swapping loadouts back and forth, depending on maybe the strike, sometimes I'm in a strike and I really want to use a sword. And then I go into a strike and I'm like, oh, it's Savathun. It's a shrieker at the end. I don't want a sword. I want something I can shoot at a distance. You know, give me 1K or something. I would love to be able to switch even when I'm in strike. I can just push a button, boom, and it changes everything. Now, I do know that once you're on a planet, even Dim can't do this. It can't, like, equip the guns for you or equip the armor for you. So that would be one problem with this potential change is that Destiny would have to go in, Bungie would have to go into Destiny and say, no, like you can literally push a button and it changes your armor and guns and mods. It would be like a almost like a macro in the background running. It's like your mouse is doing it all, your controller is doing it all. You know, it's going in and changing and equipping everything. So you'd click the box of the desired loadout, it would pull from everywhere. So the only, again, the only technical aspect of this would be, you know, the the fact that right now, if you use DIM, you have to be in orbit to uh, effectively do this. So they could incorporate this with collections, maybe completely get rid of the vault and just have everything in collections. And so it's pulling from there. Maybe you could even build your loadout in collections. That might be a little bit more complicated than literally being like, nope, I'm happy with my loadout right now. Boom, click save. And then if you want to update it later, you would click save and it'd be like, you're about to override your loadout. Are you sure you want to do this? You'd be like, yes. Now let's talk about more depth. One of the main reasons I think they need to do this is because they're trying to go down the road of more depth. 
They've got more mods. They've got seasonal mods, different builds, and all these different things that they want people to try out. And we know they want people to try them out because after Season of Dawn, when players were not experimenting with the mods, Bungie decided to, uh, you know, update the freedom of the seasonal mod slot and give it more flexibility. And when they did this, they they created sort of a more they're like almost like greasing the wheels you know making the cogs turn a little bit easier so you might try out some of the new seasonal mods that's one step in the right direction if we want more depth and we know stasis is on the way and it aims to do that they're going to have a new subclass that will not be like the current subclasses with just diamonds it will have lots more customization and depth different builds are going to probably emerge from that that combined with everything with armor 2.0 I just talked about is going to I think lead to more of that sense of man this is tedious I don't even want to mess with this I wish we had a loadout system because if I have one build for you know strikes and I have my stasis build and all my all my bubbles checked and it complements my build really well because maybe I'm running a close quarters build shotgun and sword and then I go into more challenging content and I change my stasis build to be more about control and suppression and now I'm going to run sniper 1k well if I'm doing that that's one more layer that's one more box check one more area of tedium where I'm just having to go through and do all this before I engage with the content They're going to be adding more mods. There's going to be seasonal mods. They're entertaining the idea of doing adept mods in Trials. There will likely be more raid mods in the new raid. This system is going to collapse and implode on itself. You're just continuing to add layers of decision, layers of customization, and that's all great. But there can be, I I believe, such a thing as too much of a good thing. You're going to have all these options and all these decisions, and it can become, number one, daunting to the player that's a little less experienced, and it can become too arduous and frustrating, or it feels like you're almost wasting your time. You're like, I'm not even going to do it. I do that a lot. I'm like, I'll just run the sword. I know it's really strong. I don't care if the mods don't line up. I will literally have a build that doesn't make any sense because I'm just like, I don't feel like doing that right now. I'm, I'm just going to go run some strikes. Like, I'm just going to go run the contact public event. I don't want to switch my entire armor around. It messes with my stats. You know, you gut your stats just so you can have a little extra ammo or something. So I think folks would be far more open to trying out builds, deepening their understanding of why one build is better than another, experimentation with seasonal mods, if you remove some of these hurdles that create this sense of, man, this is tedious, I don't really like that. A wonderful capstone to all the depth and customization Bungie has given us is a loadout system, and I hope they can implement something like that soon, because if they want to stay in Destiny 2 for three more years, it's just starting to feel, as someone in chat saying, feels kind of clunky, feels kind of like congested but if i make those decisions one time and create a loadout and i'm never going into those menus you know i'm going into them but not nearly as often i think that would be a much better uh, sort of synergy and harmony within the game's ui and systems to make me feel like i do want to experiment and try different things and it's not this giant headache when i go from one activity to another so we're going to transition to question and answer if you're listening to this on spotify or itunes maybe you found it on google play you can always go to sntrpresents.com to support me directly or if you want to watch live to support me directly go to say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe
Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about Destiny needs a loadout system. If you're listening to this uh, episode on Spotify or Google Play, maybe iTunes, you can find SNTR Presents on all those podcast platforms. You might want to support me directly if you enjoy the show. You can go to SNTRPresents.com and become a Patreon uh, patron, or you can go to SayNoToRage.com for the live streams and click the join button on my YouTube. If you're on YouTube, please click the subscribe and the bell button. Uh, live streaming on YouTube tends to drive subscribers away. They don't like it as much. So if you do enjoy the content, be sure to hit the subscribe and the bell button. That helps me out a lot. So first question coming in from Aku to Papa says, if loadouts become a thing, I worry about our vault space. Should the weapons be saved in the loadouts instead of the vault? I touched briefly on this in the video. I didn't really go down too much uh, into detail or, or any depth about it, but they could really do a, a harm, like a synergy, I would say, with a loadout system and collections. Uh, essentially, if you have a build that includes, let's say, your Kindled Orchid, but your Kindled Orchid isn't in the vault or on your characters, you have a version of the Kindled Orchid that you saved. It, let's say you're like me. You got the Rampage Kill Clip Kindled Orchid. You really like it. You save that in the collections. So whenever you go to do that loadout, you're like, oh, I have a loadout for, you know, void burn strikes, and I love to do void burn strikes and get my kindled orchid out. All right, well, it would just pull it out of collections. Well, wouldn't you have to dismantle it? Well, no, I think that's where you would need a new a new function in the game where you would have um, equip, equip, dismantle, or store like store in collections. So you would, you know, you would hold down instead of uh instead of equipping it or, you know, deleting it. What what do you, what do we do here? We have A to equip, Y to details and then X to dismantle. You could, you know, press in the left stick to store it. You hold in the left stick and it's like and it stores it in collections. Um couldn't that just circumvent sunsetting? No. No. Because the weapon would come out of collections and it would still have its infusion limitation. This would work perfectly with slot leveling, right? You would pull out the weapon, it would automatically take on the level of the slot, and if it's been sunset, it would be like, no, I can't be 1,050, I got sunset, I'm 1,000, and it pulls that slot down. Every weapon has its own unique uh, infusion limitation. So, I... I don't know. Now, again, this is a. I'm talking about a you know pretty more than likely in-depth sy- system-wide you know database solution within Destiny, but I, it's going to be so so rough to use. Like, really, really track with me here. Ignore collections for a second. Just ignore collections because collections doesn't do much for you right now anyway. Other than being able to like pull out some static rolled piece of nonsense, you know, or an exotic. Uh, so ignore ignore collections the way that we interact with our characters and our inventory and our vaults is it hasn't changed much since destiny 1 okay so you have destiny 1 and then we, you'll fast forward all the way to now and it's like there's marginal difference but the game itself is far more complex than it was in destiny 1 you got armor 2.0, you got armor affinity, you got all these different mods, you swap the mods according to what weapons you run. It's you have all these other decisions that you're making now. So you're trying to shove 
you know, you're you're trying to shove, you know, golf balls through a garden hose. <laughs> Obviously, that reference is is a little is a little uh, unpleasant for those that are familiar with where it came from. But that's essentially what you're trying to do. You're trying to shove all these decisions and complexity and depth through this tiny, tiny, tiny funnel of a UI that's like just wasn't ever really built for it. That's why when they first implemented the mod menu, you drop frames when you'd come in here. You come down here and you'd look at the all you know all your ornamentation, and it would get all like it would get all stuttery. So, in general, in general, I think that you know they've they've made great strides with the the depth and the complexity of what you can do with your player. I really do. I think they've done I think they've done a good job, but it's having to shove it. It's it's all having to get shoved through. It's it's the amount of water coming from a fire hose trying to go through a garden hose. It just ends up it's it's like oh I got to change this I got to change that now I got to change my mods now I got to spend this currency, and you're you're switching things around to go into like strikes. <laughs> uh, so they've I think they've got all these wonderful ideas and innovations that they've come up with, but unfortunately. It's yeah. I feel like it's all really, really, you know, breaking and pushing against the scaffolding and the UI restrictions of a game that, in its inception, none of these things existed. It's, it's like we suddenly have all these really large pieces of furniture, but the room is the same size. So you have to like squeeze between the love seat and the and the couch, and then there's a coffee table in the way, and then there's a bookshelf blocking the lamp, and you're like, there's just too much furniture in here. What in the world? But it's really nice furniture. It's all really nice and comfortable and new and shiny, but the room isn't big enough. It's like, oh my gosh, it's like there's you can't move, you can't move in here. That's the way it feels right now. It's like, I have so much. I go to one piece of armor and look at how many things I can put on here. Just one piece of armor, all this furniture. And then, and then the, but, but, but the process by which I get through the room is become tedious and, and, uh, and frustrating. It's it, the, the, the scaffolding and structure of the room needs to be expanded and given more. And I think a loadout system is one of the greatest ways to grease these wheels. You know, two people asking for a Lono analogy emote. <laughs> uh, so that I mean, that's that's kind of my that's kind of my 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 deeper answer to how could you deal with vault space and collections and all these different things. It's like you basically have different pieces of the game right now that are not talking to each other collections the vault our menu where we're switching our stuff if you could connect all those into one nice happy little machine then our switching of of, of from one activity to the next and changing our loadout would be really really easy and then i think you would see more people experimenting and trying out different things because it would it would make it significantly uh, more streamlined. Yes, MD4, this is this is live. I'm not announcing anything on Twitter. It's just too toxic toxic of a platform. Um, I would love it if we could get my my Twitch page back just so we could do some announcements over there about what we're doing now. But we'll just see if anything ever happens with that. MG Avenger, do you think with the range of content, Gambit Prime, Nightfalls, raids? Uh, nightmare hunts I think that making a loadout for everything could become a new point of grinding within a loadout system you're going to have to qualify what you mean here do you mean that this would essentially mean I'm now grinding for a loadout and a build in every activity 
I'm, I'm going to take it. Uh, that's how I'm going to answer it, and I'm going to wait and see if he wants to qualify it. Uh, so I'm going to answer it as if that's what he's saying. Um, I think that, yes, you would maybe, and I touched on this just a little bit ago, you'd take on more of the, the mindset of, I want to get a really good build for strikes. I want to get a really, really good build for raids. We kind of already do this. When I ran the raid the other day, I put on a sniper up here that I like using that has box breathing. I had my recluse, and then I had xenophage. And then I come over here, and because I'm running those things, I have I had SMG reload, uh, I had oppressive darkness, I started trying to find pieces of armor where I could run enhanced relay defender, and so I... Uh, it, it, I, I, ha- I have a build already for the raid, right? Now, to a certain degree, I might deepen and really own and really think differently about coming up with different loadouts for different activities if I had that ease of use of, of swapping, uh, you know, swapping gear and, and moving things around. I might, I might think differently about it. And so I think that's one of the reasons why a loadout system... I, I, I would not be surprised if you know, January of 2021, it becomes an even more common request if they don't put anything in in Beyond Light that is a semblance of some sort of a loadout system. I think the further we go down the line of what they're trying to build, especially with the addition of Stasis, and Stasis is supposed to be a much more customizable subclass, I think you're going to see the request for a loadout system increase because folks are just going to say, listen, man, I'm spending eight minutes in the strike and I'm spending three or four minutes messing around with my loadout and dragging stuff over from dim you know the the strike is eight minutes and I spend four minutes just getting ready to go in that's half of a strike that I'm just sitting here dorking around with my menu now maybe I'm exaggerating but I feel like sometimes I'm standing in the tower combing over bounties grabbing guns from dim getting everything ready changing this changing that then I go to the uh, to the tribute hall to get ammo and by the time I get in the strike it's been you know I don't know five minutes maybe more not to mention if your console, you know, travel time to and from the places, and if you're not using dim. So, I, I think sometimes I don't even do that. I'm just like, oh, forget this crap, and I just go. I ignore the bounties, or I don't. I don't even try to change my mods. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm running a sword, but I don't feel like switching all my stuff around. I'm, I'm, I'm I switch to a sword, but all my armor is is solar and void. Well, I'm not going to go in and switch everything to arc and then switch all the mods because I'm running a sword and, oh, this is all arc. Oh, this is on machine gun, you know, and I switch everything around. But if I could press a button that did all that for me because I I, I took a time, you know, I took a day to build a loadout for swords or machine guns or whatever, then I just press a button, you know. Raris. Do you think Bungie should implement the Gambit Prime armor bonuses to, say, raids? You have all the garden armor, you get an extra buff like Diablo, because that would incentivize having a loadout. So, I think we can give you the spirit of what you're asking for without attaching it directly to the armor, and I want to explain what I mean by that. If the only way to get this raid set bonus is to wear all garden armor pieces, or minimum of four pieces, right? Right? Maybe it gets better two pieces, three pieces, four. 
if you require five pieces, then you're basically telling people that they can't wear an exotic, which maybe that's a good trade, maybe it's not. But let's say four. That means when I go to run a raid, I have to run garden armor to get those bonuses. Okay? With the combination of transmog and raid mods, I think we can get you what you want without passively dictating to the to the player you have to run garden armor okay you can transmog to make anything look like garden armor if you want that's not in the game yet but it will be and then you would say if you run two three four and maybe even five maybe they could open up a mod slot on on exotics for for raids but maybe not you run two, three, or four raid mods. Those mods get stronger and get bonuses with each other. Which, if, if other mods are loaded up, so they 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 it's essentially a set bonus. But you attach the set bonus to the mods. And the reason I think this is important is they they actually um, they actually spoke out about this and said the reason they went away from intrinsic perks on raid armor was because they felt like you had to run that armor when you ran the raid and they felt like that kind of encroached on people's freedom unfortunately you know i i think that's a, that's a that's not the best decision because now you're making raid armor less special um you're making your raid armor less special by because you're so concerned about freedom um you know, if 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 I'm going to if if I'm going to go into content and every time I go into it have to be like okay, because people talked about set bonuses and they wanted in like more places. Well, every time I go into a piece of content, I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? I I have I have to switch all my armor pieces or I don't get the bonus. If it's if it's mod based, then you hit your loadout button it changes all your mods and now you're getting your mod set bonus and your armor and your stats and your build and your your dis, your, your discipline and recovery and all of that and the, all of your transmog decisions are they're they're not changing that's that's how I would that's how I would implement it so you're getting your way you know, you're getting your answer of set bonuses in endgame content, which I believe there is room for that. But you're not, you're not, you're not, uh, you know, sort of forcing that decision on the player. Like, yeah, you can't get these unless you change all your armor around. Gilly in the Mist says, "Do you think something like a hot swap for weapons would work? Like double tapping the Y button, it would swap the held weapon with one in the top left box. Could be good for champs and more utility overall." Um, so this is similar to the idea I've had where I think you should be able to run two champion mods. So on this breach light, uh, I, you know, I would come in here and I'd have a, a champion mod slot and I could slot, you know, they would all be combo. I like the combo mod idea that somebody had. So I would slot it with anti-barrier and overload. Okay. And I would hold down reload to toggle between those two. So depending on how many champions there are and what's in the room. And obviously if you give us this level of freedom on champion mod slot, you need a lot more champions in the game. Because it would suddenly be a whole lot easier to deal with champions. Okay? So, the 
champions aren't at where they're supposed to be. I think we need more of them, and I think we need more freedom with respect to mod equipping. I would need, I would even take the mods off the artifact and just make them a standard mechanic on primaries. Just a standard mechanic. It's not this mod slot. It's its own mod slot, and you can equip a combo. Every every single mod is a combo of the two. Oh, you want anti-barrier overload, or do you want anti-barrier unstoppable? Right? Do you want unstoppable overload, or do you want unstoppable anti-barrier? Right? So it'd be what? Is, how many would that turn into? What six? In any case what you're suggesting I think is going a little too far you're going further than where I'm going you're saying oh I could I could hold down or you're saying double tap or whatever and I swap weapons so then my breach light has anti-barrier and I swap it and I hit a button and all of a sudden my spare rations comes out and it has unstoppable we're both getting to the same destination and the destination is more freedom with champion mods. I think you're giving a player more than is warranted. Uh, I think it's I think it's more than is warranted. So be, because of that, I think I can give you what you're aiming at and what you want without what I call overswinging. I feel like you're overswinging here. Um, suddenly adding to destiny the ability to basically carry two primaries all the time i would be i don't know i maybe they could get away with it i don't because we had double primary and maybe if they got rid of the system that we have now what if they truly went to a true primary secondary and heavy mode brought back elemental primary so every primary had an element and then you could do this thing where you swap and have two primaries you would enable people to do the, two, the you know the double primary builds that they like right now and it would it would enable players to feel like they're um they're kind of they're kind of getting an enhanced version of their loadout, but it wouldn't be absurd. I don't know. I'd be really really worried about the uh, the ramifications of this. Probably more in PvP than anywhere. Um, and then what do you do in a locked loadout? Oh, I suppose that would be part of your loadout, right? You would say you would you would click a button over here. You'd be like, well, this is obviously primary one because it's equipped. And then I come over here and I designate one of these as my secondary. Uh, my second, I'm sorry, my second primary, and then that's part of my loadout in a locked loadout. So I can still do whatever the end game command is, and I swap between the two. I love this idea because you want to know what I would probably do. I would probably have a scout for certain certain instances. You know, bam, bam, I got this awesome sidearm. Boom! Oh, we're in this room now. Hang on a second. And you get your you get your scout out. You're taking out these guys that are up on the thing. Oh, there's somebody getting close to me. Hang on, and you switch to your back to your sidearm. You might actually give scouts some legs with this idea. So I'm going from thinking it's too it's too much to thinking no, this actually is a really good idea. Maybe bring back double primary but in a totally different way um where you can have two primaries that can be swapped on the fly so you essentially go into content with four weapons um
In Prestige Spire of Stars, it allows you to swap to any allowed weapon while locking everything else. Right, it could be something like that, right? You mark this weapon as your second primary, and that basically tells the locked loadout that these two weapons are equipable, and there's an in-game mechanic for you to swap between the two. Um, I don't know if I should do a video on this or not. It could be a really, really... uh clickbaity uh title <laughs> it could be a real clickbaity title uh we call it bring back double primary <laughs> um uh bring back double primary i don't know the more man i don't know the more i the more i i i, I play around this uh in my mind and tease at it the more i think you could actually fix some of the underused archetypes by giving people the ability to do that I can 100% see myself going into content with an SMG or a sidearm and a scout pulse or a bow I can 100 I can I can totally see myself doing that I really can um and then and then if they did that you would be totally able to still run your double primary build even if they moved all primaries up to this slot all secondary all special weapons and secondaries down here to this slot and then you can still run your double primary if you want and then they can slap an element on every single primary it would be a disaster in pvp no it wouldn't you can run double primary right now i mean i guess the difference is you could run double primary and a shotgun double primary and a and a and a sniper so maybe this is only a PVE uh, maybe this is only a PVE mechanic you know I would I would say you could potentially um, you could potentially limit this to PVE but the more I think about it the more I think then they could be like this is this is not a step back to Destiny 1's weapon system of primary secondary heavy and elemental primaries this is an evolution of the weapon system that's actually going to enable you to carry four weapons at a time and oh ho ho I just thought of something. This would work really, really well with the fact that stasis is on the horizon. Four elements, four equipable weapons. You could potentially go into content and have every single element. You, you could have all four. Now, this, this starts to grate against the fact that I think we're going to have a new subclass in Witch Queen and in Lightfall, so we'll end up with three dark subclasses and three light. That might not jive with that. You know... They would rather keep weapon swapping as it is. Just each time you switch weapons, it should be fully or partially loaded with ammo. I don't know. Um, I'm in Casey's trying to buy lunch and Lono was making the pew pew noises and I nearly lost it laughing. People were staring. <laughs> uh, who was I watching? It was it was uh, Alec Baldwin and Comedians in Cars uh, getting coffee. And he goes, he does the and he's imitating what the guns sound like in this Vietnam documentary that he's watching and it was surprisingly so accurate as a sound effect like when he does the sound effect um (laughs) it just made me think of that like he does that and I'm like man that's actually pretty good uh in that episode that's one of my favorite episodes of comedians and cars getting coffee is the one with Alec Baldwin um he talks about how uh he he misses being in plays and he, you know he 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 goes right in the character and he he gets a little he gets a little straw for a cigarette and he gets right in the character and he remembers his lines oh it's absolutely brilliant 
you probably don't think that about him. You may not think it. He is just an absolutely brilliant and talented actor. You might not think it because you just think like, oh, he's just kind of like belligerent, grumpy guy that, you know, was funny on 30 Rock. He is actually very, very good. He's very, very uh, talented. So, anyway, I I like this suggestion from Gilly. I I agree it's probably not going to happen, but it's still a cool idea. Um, To to deepen the weapon system and give us more of that customization. Should we be able to bring every element type though? Shouldn't we rely on our team to help with other burns? Otherwise, I feel like there's just more the kitchen sink. No, not necessarily, because a lot of the times that you're even wanting to do this because of burns is you're going in with other players. It match made, you know. It's it's like the reason I give for more champion mod freedom. You know, it, it, I, I need to be able to kind of meet the meet the, the challenges on the battlefield. If you want to put pressure on me that makes me lean on my teammates, do it in Grandmaster Nightfall's dungeons and raids where there is there is a sense of like, I need to lean on my teammates. I need to talk with my teammates. Like right now you can run all three, pri- all three elements and it doesn't invalidate content. I, I can do it right here. I can do it right here, right now. I got solar. I got Void, switch to an Arc subclass, and run Osmosis here. So my Breach Light can be Arc, this is Void, this is Solar. And it doesn't break anything. Osmosis has done nothing to this game. It hasn't caused any issues, problems, or invalidation of endgame content or decision making. Like, bringing back elemental primaries is not a threat to anything. It isn't. And apply the same logic that I apply with champions. If you give us more freedom to have three to four elements equipped on all of our weapons, then you are in your right to put elemental shields in more places. So now, there's more layers to the combat. There's more things going on. There's, oh, I gotta switch to this. That's a void shield. Or, oh, there's gonna be a lot of arc shields. Let me change my loadout here. Like, you know, I... This, this again, I think is one of those areas where I believe, I believe that the secret sauce is turning both volume knobs up. You, 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 more elemental shields, more layers to the combat, boom, more elemental freedom within our loadout. Boom, turn up more champions, man, get them everywhere. Make, you can't change combat, but you can certainly add layers to it. Turn up the knob on our freedom with, with, uh, with champion mods. So we're equipped to, you know, jump on the battlefield and, you know, dive in and do all these different things. I think that's how you, you, you evolve Destiny's combat. The more and more I look at it is you add those layers and then you equip the player to engage with those pain points in their loadout. And I think champion mods is the first step in that direction. I think it's the first step. Osmosis is still a little bit of a niche in perk of terms or utility to really be meta. Not necessarily. If you get a really, really high grenade uptime build, no. You have all three elements virtually all the time. You, you have all elements all the time. It, I, it, I'm telling you, everyone always acted like, oh, if we could carry all three elements, it would completely invalidate endgame content and match game. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. We have Osmosis right now. I've not seen a single video. Grandmaster Nightfall. Easy with Osmosis. You know, Osmosis, most OP perk. Are you are you kidding me? No, it doesn't do anything. It just gives you a little bit more freedom to shoot a shield or, you know, get get a get a shield pop a little bit quicker. 
<laughs> Osmosis doesn't do anything. That's the problem. Well, I think it gives us a window into the fact that that uh, a a, an, an extra element in your loadout is not disrupting anything. That's what it's showing us. You know? Elemental shields don't do anything because if you match the element, it's like 10 health per shield. It's barely 10 rounds of your weapon and it's down. No, I don't... It, it's, well, it's not even about that, though, and I don't agree with that. It's a lot... It's, it's, it's a, it's, maybe that's because of the way that they apply the, the damage. It, maybe it weakens it from being a kinetic. I don't know. You aren't going to convince me that that we don't need elemental primaries to return because osmosis hasn't done anything to the game. It's not going to make us OP. It's not going to make us too strong. It's Again, it's going to empower us to have more utility in our toolbox, which then enables them to put more of that certain thing in the game. You know? I was against the all four elements. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a brand new idea we came up today. Being able to have all four elements might be a bit much, but for all intents and purposes, Avenger, if I got my way and they brought back elemental primaries, you could have all four perks. You could have stasis up here, solar, uh, I'm sorry, arc, solar, arc, arc, void, solar. Arc, void, solar here, and then stasis is your subclass. So for all intents and purposes, if they brought back elemental primaries and I got my way, then you could run all four. Yeah, all four ele- on all four elements on weapons is an idea that we just came up with today. So it could have holes and problems and and, and shortcomings in it that I'm not presently seeing because it's the first I've ever even entertained the idea. Necrogen says the Alexa app with Ghost Skill allows you to save loadouts and switch them. Do you think Bungie should expand upon using gimmicky third-party apps and try to be innovative or keep it simple and leave things in the game? This is the same principle uh, that we got from Darksider uh, when Darksider was talking about um, the in-game LFG. He's talking about in-game LFG and he said that uh, it, it, it already exists it already exists on the on the app so just shove it into the game. That was essentially his uh, his thinking on it, and I tend to agree with that logic. So given that they've, you know, created something like this, you know, I I I I tend to agree. Yeah, put it in the game. You know, oh that's discontinued. It doesn't work anymore. Well, they developed it then, so it's it's sitting somewhere. It's a possibility. You know, put it in the game. I think general conversation would be best. You'll get. An idea how to gauge an audience, keep it simple. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, if if it already exists, yeah. I mean, I, you, know, you put it in the game. You know, put it in the game. Darksider with the next question says, without the ability to create builds or the mat income to experiment with builds, a loadout system seems redundant, doesn't it? Well, no, you would eliminate all those costs. You eliminate all those costs. I don't think you would still make it cost money. Now, obviously, you'd have to spend some materials on the upfront to masterwork the you know the armor while you're creating your loadout, and you know that those are readily available to most of the players that would be even concerned about this loadout system and would really go the distance with it. More than likely, they already have masterworked armor or the currency to masterwork armor. Um, I wouldn't think most of the more hardcore players that would request something like this would be, 
you know, w- would be sort of like, yeah, I, uh, I love this system, but I barely play the game. Or I really want a loadout system, but I barely play the game. I don't, I don't have any currency. You see, I, I, I think the average person that, that this is a request from would, would be in a position to, uh, engage, engage with, um, so I wouldn't be, I would be too concerned. Um, I don't think that's a primary problem. And, and, and in any case, I think we should be removing currency from a lot of things. First place I think you should remove currency is resetting the artifact. I, j- get rid of this button. First and foremost, get rid of this freaking button. I don't need to reset it. Let me go up here and unequip that one or unequip this one. And then I have two available, three available. Let me essentially unequip. Because if I reset it, that's still annoying anyway. Reset. Okay. Click, 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 click. Uh, click. And you're like going through and having to do it all over again. Get rid of the reset artifact button and let me unequip. You know, let's say right now I have one available. Okay. And I run volatile conduction. I try it out and I don't like it. You know, I end up not liking it. Uh, I could go in here. I don't know what that, uh, do you smell that? What does that smell? It's not me. It's not me. It's not me, mama. It isn't. I came down the other day, uh, to start the, to start my shift. And it was like, it smelled like that in here. I don't know what it is. It's something from outside maybe. Cause it started since I put the air conditioner in. Maybe it's the air conditioner. It stinks. It smells like, it smells like when you f- smell recycled water, like that eggs, like sulfur smell. It's awful. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Sorry for those listening to the recording. I it are every once in a while down here in the basement, uh it smells it smells like like recycled water, like sulfur, you know, like eggs and then it goes away. Um so I don't know, mold from the AC. It's literally a brand new AC unit. <laughs> I don't think so, um, but I'll look into it. <laughs> or AC mildew. It's literally a brand new unit. It's this is probably maybe the fourth or fifth day, you know, just radon. No, we have a radon prevention thing in the basement. It's not that. So, Lono caught farting, blaming it on the AC. No, I, I'm telling you, I came down one day, hadn't been down here yet, and I was like, what on earth is that smell? And then hour later, it was gone. So. Anyway, anyway, um, yeah, I would remove currency from resetting the artifact. You know, if I decide I don't like volatile conduction, I would just unequip it and then I would try something else. Um, oh, I forgot heavy ammo finisher is back in the game. I forgot that it was back this season. Um, that's one of, that's one of the best ones for certain pieces of content. Uh, so it's definitely a portal to hell somewhere in the basement. Yeah, probably. Probably. I'm going to have real life doom here in just a moment. You know, some monster is going to come climbing out of the, the basement floor. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, next question from Xlandrel. Could another menu or two make the UI more confusing for new players? Would it overwhelm players? This is one of the things where you have to take the good with the bad. You have to take the good with the bad. They're adding more things to the game, and that means more menus. You know, they added collections. They added triumphs. 
those are things that didn't exist in Destiny 1. So, there you got you got a whole menu system for this. You got a whole menu system for that, you know. They got they got this inventory screen with your currencies, your consumables, your mods, your shaders, and then they had to move bounties and quests over here. Um, now, oh, we wanted to add the season pass for more things for you to get throughout the season. That's a whole menu. You have to take the good with the bad. If they're gonna add new things, new function, new new depths, then you have to create more menus, and that can be confusing to people. Um, this is why I think slot leveling and infusion needs to go. If you can trim some of the fat off, a brand new player is going to come in, Game Pass, November, lots of new folks are going to come in, and the leveling in this game is so convoluted and dumb that it's it's an immediate stiff arm to people that don't understand how it works. You understand how it works. No, you do this milestone, then that milestone, then you backfill, uh, token slam at this guy, this vendor is plus zero right now, uh, you need eight points to roll over, and bleh, like that, just puke all that information on a new player's face. Oh. What? What do you mean eight points? What's a plus zero? What? No, I don't understand. I thought I got a higher level. Why are my guns dropping at a lower level? The leveling system in this game is literal garbage compared to other games, and new players are going to come in and be like, I don't get it. I, 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 I thought I was a higher level. Why are guns and armor dropping below my higher level? This doesn't make any sense. Also, wait, wait a minute. I, I, I'm 1050, but... Wait, wait, no, I'm 1050 plus 14, so I'm 10... No. Get rid of infusion, go to slot leveling, everything levels up, everything drops at your level. Get rid... The current leveling system is literally an absolute kick in the face. It's an absolute kick in the face. It doesn't... It just doesn't work. Gas leak? I don't think it's gas. I've smelt gas leaks before. This is different. This is different. You must be super behind, too. Um, gas smells a lot stronger than this. This smells more like sulfur, like recycled water. I think I've smelled gas leaks before. We had a gas leak in the front of our house at our old apartment. It was like in the yard, like the grass was dying from it. Um, so I don't think so. Uh, so yeah, I, I think, I think that, you know, menus and stuff like that could overwhelm players, but man, oh man, does leveling just need to absolutely get trimmed down because you know, new players are going to be like, I do not understand these systems at all. I probably should do a video on that, right? Um, leveling and new players, right? What on earth? What on earth? It doesn't, it, there's, there's just no, I don't think there's any, any way that you're, you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to justify this, uh, this, this system. For, for a brand new player, it's going to be super confusing. I think the most confusing thing about it is the fact that, like, I've progressed, and yet I've not progressed. Do you see? When I level up in Diablo or Borderlands or Division, I've leveled up. I have gone up in number. I don't have to get out a calculator. You know? I don't have to get out a calculator. So to me, that's, that's the way I, that's the way I would look at it. I would say if you're, if you're going to run, if you're going to run in this game brand new, you feel like I've made progress and yet I've not made progress. I'm going to turn off the AC really quickly because maybe it is the AC. I don't know. It didn't start. 
until I got the new system. So maybe there is, maybe it needs the water drain from it or something. Give me like, if you're listening to the recording, give me like five seconds. No, there's no way it's the AC. There's no way. I put my face right up in the front and right in the back, and it did not, the smell was not any stronger in there. If anything, it was kind of weaker in there. Must be something else. Well, let's figure out what it is. Uh, Swarly. Uh, if loadouts were to become an option in Destiny, would the game benefit from implementing a weekly Crucible playlist uh, that has a limited load, like no shotguns, no supers? We get this suggestion probably once a month or once a week. Um, and I just, I don't, I don't think anybody would like this. The, it, it, it nobody would like this. Um, you know, uh, if, if you're, if you're going to require that people use certain things, um, then you're always going to make them feel that that's like at odds with what they've been doing in the game, which is finding weapons and building a loadout. Locked loadouts or curated loadouts for, you know, for the raid layers were largely disliked and criticized. And I think if you did it in Crucible, it would be even worse. Um, so it's pretty sad that as a society, a simplistic leveling system we have in Destiny is too complicated for people to understand. I mean, that has to be like. I, I don't even want to respond to that. That just seems like so <laughs> such a self-aggrandized level of intelligence that like you think you're so smart that the system is simple. You 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 have years of destiny schema in your brain. That's like somebody that knows Russian being like, it's just such a shame our society is so stupid that when people try to learn Russian, they struggle with some of the the, the nuances of the language. <laughs> don't you see? Yes, you understand it. You've been playing Destiny for years. It all makes sense to you. Infusion's been in since Taken King. Infusion was a was a ratio originally. Now it's one to one, and and we understand milestones and the eight point system, and we understand how to use an offsite system for plus zeros. And you have thousands of tokens, so you can token slam Zavala for a plus zero. So you're in a position of privilege from experience, privilege of wealth, and you're gonna sit here and look down at a new player and be like, oh, I can't believe you don't understand this. This is so simple. All you gotta do is do a milestone and then backfill it a token slam. You don't have tokens, but I guess so. I guess you just do milestones. Hope for hope for the plus fives to land in the right spot. And if it doesn't land in the right spot, you gotta come back next week, do it all over again. It doesn't line up with any leveling system in any other game. <laughs> it doesn't. What do you work for Bungie and you're like in disguise in here criticizing the stupid backwards convoluted leveling system of Destiny 2? It's awful. It's terrible. New Light players seem to be doing fine. No, they don't. No, they aren't. Did you read Luke Smith's director's cut? He literally said, he literally said that the New Light player acquisition is bad. He basically, the director is like, yeah, it's bad. Player acquisition for new players is terrible. (laughs) It's awful. He admitted that. That's from the top. They want to streamline all of that. I wouldn't be surprised if that's why they ripped out half the game. It's, It's so, it doesn't make any sense. 
right now, just go pick up as a brand new player, pick up Diablo. You don't need anybody to explain leveling to you. You play, the XP bar fills, ding, level up. You play, the XP bar fills, ding, you level up. It's, that's... That's how leveling should work in most games. Now, gear-based leveling is okay. They do gear-based in, in Division, they do gear-based in Anthem, and they do gear-based in Destiny. Destiny is the only game where gear-based doesn't... It's like it falls behind, so it's like I'm 1050. I have a 1055 heavy, but that heavy dropped at 1050. Why? Huh? I'm 1050... Five, and that armor piece just dropped at 1054 what like it doesn't make any sense unless you understand literally every nuance and level of it I'm telling you right now if they don't streamline leveling infusion and all that in beyond light then it's a giant mistake you are you are linking arms right you are linking arms with Game Pass. You're talking about another influx of new players. And if New Light taught us anything, you have got to smooth those early game edges out. And I think one of those early game edges is leveling. Early game is leveling. You're not leveling's not content. You're not doing leveling as a hardcore player. You're done with leveling in a week or two. Maybe. Maybe. Have all vendors drop plus zeros? Have the whole game drop plus zeros? If I'm 1050, everything should drop at 1050. If I'm 1055, everything should drop at 1055. Why? Because I've earned it. I am 1055. And when that gun, helmet, whatever, drops from that strike, nightfall, or public event, give it to me at my level. It's that simple. I've never played a game that's like, congratulations, you're level 37, and you just beat a dungeon boss, and what did he drop? Uh, an axe, that's awesome, but instead of being at level 37, it's level 34. Huh? What the frick? What is this? Now, if you like that axe, it's 34, but you're 37, you have to get another piece of gear that you don't like at 37, and and shove it into that axe, so then it's 37. What in the actual boom, your head blows off your shoulders. This is stupid. You're adding all these arbitrary extra steps just so I can use this dumb axe? It's, it's, I'm telling you, it, they're, they've, they've tried, I think, and ultimately failed to have a unique leveling experience. And it just ends up being dumb. You don't need to reinvent this wheel. Well, this wheel only turns on Tuesdays, and you got to put air in it on Thursdays. That's only time the valve opens. Why are you reinventing the wheel? Just slap a wheel on it <laughs> so the car can run. That's what this is. That's what it is. That's a perfect analogy. Wheels on the bus go round and round. The wheels of, of RPGs is leveling. The only way this car runs in a good direction is just it needs four wheels on it. <laughs> So I can go play strikes and, and gear chase and build and, and just enjoy the new content. Instead, it's like, well, hang on a minute, partner. Uh, you're going to have to spend three uh, weeks to four weeks if you're a you know, lower engagement player. And uh, you're going to have to jump through all these hoops that we don't explain to you. Where does it explain to a new player <laughs> how all this works? Where? Where is it explained? There's no leveling tutorial. <laughs> There is, what is infu- what is infusion? We don't even know what it is. It's not even called infusion anymore. It's called upgrade. Which doesn't make any sense! Cause you're not upgrading the gun! What's upgrading? Upgrade module? Huh? What? 
The terminologies don't even make sense within an RPG. When I play a game and I upgrade something, it gets better. It gets more perks. This, we're just like, no, you're just upgrading its power level. What? <laughs> huh? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, man. The terminology doesn't make any sense. So, it, yeah. I, I actually would put money on the table and say... Leveling infusion will go through a change in year four, probably with Beyond Light, because they have to know they're going to have an influx of players. They have to, right? They, 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 they've, they've, listen, they've been through this before. They went through it with New Light. They learned some lessons. Luke Smith admitted early player acquisitions bad. I would anticipate Beyond Light being a significantly different experience with respect to leveling and infusion. And if not, and if not, I would say, yeah, you can streamline like the first mission tutorial or getting to the tower, whatever. You can streamline that. You can streamline the campaign process. Great. But if you don't streamline leveling and infusion, that's just waiting to smack the player in the face with confusion. You know? The weapons still say infuse. (laughs) Yeah. So you basically come here and then you come here and it says infuse. Well, how do you infuse? Well, you need an upgrade module. Well, why isn't that called an infusion module? But why isn't this called upgrade? This is called infuse. I infuse with an upgrade module. <laughs> it's like when, <laughs> it's like when you had to infuse with masterwork cores. Wait, I don't understand. Masterwork cores are for masterworking. No, they're for for infusion now. Oh, we're gonna change their name to enhancement cores. So now enhancement cores are used to enhance the weapon. What's being enhanced? Nothing. You're just raising the power level. Oh, okay. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> From a, from a language perspective, it makes no sense. What's being enhanced and upgraded? Nothing. <laughs> better perks, stronger perks, better stats? No, 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 just the power level goes up. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm leveling, but my gear also has to level. In order for my gear to level, I need a currency called upgrade module, and I need other pieces of gear that are higher than that gear to upgrade that gear. And the only way to get that gear that's at a higher level, I got to run endgame content, which then I'm taking the endgame content reward and I'm using it as basically upgrade infusion fodder. So it's not really a reward. The gun that's actually dropping is just a currency. <laughs> what? <laughs> doesn't it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. So enjoy your daily Lono rant. I, I, I dislike the leveling in this game so much. <laughs> I think it's so silly. I can't believe we're still in it. I really do. I can't believe we are still in it. <laughs> if it doesn't change in year four, I will be shocked. I will be shocked and disappointed at the same time. Boards with the next question. The interface on consoles, PC to a lesser degree, uh, are slow. Wouldn't another tab just add to frustration? Look, a lot of black screens. Yeah, this this is related to the last question, and new consoles are on the horizon, so sorry is my answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. Game has to evolve. Game has to grow. New consoles are coming out. If you're playing on an eight-year-old, nine-year-old console, you know, next year and the year after, and you don't like all the new menus, and it's really, really slow, I'm sorry, man. Games stretch beyond the original consoles. It happened with Rise of Iron. You know, it happened with Rise of Iron. So, people are saying YouTube's going weird. Um, I'm still up. I'm going to just keep on recording and press on. Um, I went on mobile and it's still there. 
I want a mobile it's still there I'm just going to press on and keep recording nothing happened on my end with bitrate and I just went on mobile and it's fine um, so people were having some issues with buffering earlier so maybe YouTube's having some issues because I've had that happen before where I try to like I see like a link to a YouTube video and I click on it and I go and it's like nothing's there I'm like what and I hit refresh and then everything's fine so must have been something's on YouTube end so um, yeah but my, my answer to boards my answer to boards is pretty is, uh, is, is pretty simple I think at a, at, a, at, a, at a general level, if the game needs to evolve, you you have to, I think, um, you have to let the game evolve. And I do think that the, uh, the only way you, the only way you allow it to grow is possibly with new systems. Now, this is another, um, this is another reason why maybe put that in chat bystanders saying that the higher quality settings are a problem just maybe try and refresh and then lower quality maybe type that in chat if it's that if that's worked for you um uh so you know if 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 the new consoles are on the horizon and a and a, and a, a, a very very large portion of the community moves over to the new consoles then I would uh, I would say that that uh, that's gonna be a need a needed thing you know a needed thing so I'm gonna have to press on with Q&A unfortunately for those that are having the trouble some people aren't having any trouble some people are having constant crashes so I am sorry about that I don't have any control over it uh, the real King Salty says how do you feel a loadout system similar to Division 2 would work for Destiny? Also, weapon swapping within categories. Two primaries equipped, and you can hot swap between them. So we already had the hot swap, you know, of uh, of, of, of two primaries. Um, uh, some people are saying to lower the quality and then refresh. Lower the quality and then refresh. Uh, seems like that's, uh, that's helping. Um, might be stabilizing. Um, so we've already dealt with like oh yeah let's have two primaries or whatever you know two primaries and you swap between the two or whatever how do you feel about that um so i i you know i'm going to give you my cliff notes answer that that could bring back you know elemental primaries um uh and you know if if you if if you go this route it could basically say we're bringing back the primary secondary and heavy feel but we're evolving it um we're evolving it beyond where it where it was originally so because i know bungie doesn't want to walk this back they don't want to go back to primary secondary and heavy and there are people that like running double primary and this would be a solution to that and it would also be an enhancement and an evolution of the current system and not a a devolution so Henry Solo, do you think the system will automatically remove and add mods, and if so, we would be able to access from the vault or orbit? In my um, in my initial video, I essentially said they would need to do that. It would need to go all the way down to mod swapping. Um, now, again, again, you you can only do this in orbit with dim, and I don't think dim moves mods. So you'd have to you'd have to come up with a new internal system in Destiny that would allow this to do you like once you're on the planet or once you're in the strike or whatever. Um, so 
the, uh, the, 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 you'd have to do this because if not, you're not doing anything. If all it does is swap my armor and guns for me, you're, you're saving me what mil, milliseconds of time. I mean, I guess it would be, um, it, I guess it would be better, you know, to, for like pulling weapons from the vault and stuff. It'd be faster for that. So, um, so Gillian the Mist says quality just auto improved. Maybe it's slowly improving, but people are still you know experiencing crashes. Yeah, YouTube must be having some type of an issue, uh, which is really unfortunate. We haven't had we've been over here for this is our third week, and we have had zero problems. And now today we're having a a bit of a a rough patch. So I wish I could fix it. Um. So I'm not going to restart my stream because viewer numbers are going down. Um, I'm not going to do that. With Izanagi, this is from NA Painter. With Izanagi hot swap being the highest current DPS other than Dark Drinker, how might loadouts for endgame PvE change over time when all you need to do is look for a new grenade launcher? Well, this is why I constantly talk about, you know, mechanical pain and adding layers to the combat. I talk about this because if that's all we're ever doing is breaking down boss fights to strongest weapon, best DPS, or, you know, best loadout for debuffing and buffing. I, 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 I genuinely think that that ends up leading to like what you're saying is it's just like, oh, I just need a better, you know, grenade launcher. Um, you know, you, you simplify the decision making. The, the only way you do this in boss fights, I, I believe, is with mechanics that must be interacted with. And we talked about this, I forget when, but I essentially said... The reason that the Oryx fight and the Axis fight, I believe, were so good is because the mechanics and the DPS were interwoven and interrelated. Right now, they're usually completely separate. Do the mechanics, time for DPS. Do the mechanics, time for DPS. Do you see? If you take the mechanics and you take the DPS and you interweave them to where you're doing mechanics during DPS, you're doing mechanics that enhance DPS, it's not so boom, then boom. You know? Boom, then boom. Like, up, satisfy the mechanics and just throw, just throw damage into the boss's face. It... I, I think that's part of the problem. And the scourge of the past boss fight is the closest thing we have to a, a, a fight where the damage and the mechanics are interwoven. And if that had a hard mode where you were almost, you were incredibly unlikely to do a, two, a one phase and it was mostly two phase, it would probably be a perfect fight. You know? Perfect fight. What happened to viewership? We were in, you know, six to seven hundred viewers. We were, we were, we'd jump up into seven hundreds and drop down to the six hundreds. Uh, YouTube's having some problems. People keep crash, like people serve, uh, people's streams keep crashing. Everything's fine on my end. So now we may do a second stream like we did the one day, uh, for Fall Guys, and maybe that helps it. Maybe resetting the stream helps it. Generally, resetting streams don't help. I am sending a perfectly strong signal to the ingest servers. You guys are having uh, trouble with client side, uh, playing the video back. That usually doesn't have anything to do with me. So, based on impulse with the next question I think something like that would fix a lot of the pain with mods is the ability to lock certain builds into your armor as loadouts so you can swap builds with the click of a button what are your thoughts on a system like that that's literally what the video was about so that, that's, uh, that's, 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 exactly, uh, that's exactly what we did a whole video about the idea that it becomes such a pain point that I just decide not to mess with it I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go run strikes and I got a sword on. I don't feel like moving all my armor around. I'm just I'm just going in. 
Um, so it's Los says, I think the division saved loadout systems was great because of the ease of use. Do you think destiny should implement the same system that you'd want to see different? So we've had a couple versions of this, uh, of this question. Um, oh, they're doing maintenance today. We've had a couple versions of this question. And I think that ultimately, if we get more freedom within our loadout, as well as control at a loadout level, right? So swapping and changing is easier. I am all for that. I am in total support of the idea of giving us depth in our loadout, like some people have suggested with the weapons. I'm also in support of doing loadout control, like giving me logistical, like click, 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 boom, switch my loadout. Click, 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 boom, switch my loadout. I am in total support of both of those things. So the depth is nice. We don't necessarily need the depth, like being able to use two primaries and getting elemental primaries back. I'm all for that, but we don't need that. It's getting to a point where I think we do need a loadout system because there are so many things that you have to change just when you switch from, if you switch from a grenade launcher to a sword, you have to change so many things. You change the weapon, you change two pieces of armor and the mods, maybe your helmet and the mods. So it's not just, oh, I'm switching from a, a, a grenade launcher to a sword. It's not that simple. So that's one of the reasons I do. I think we're getting to that place where the the customization is becoming bloated in a, in a good and a bad way, and that's why I'm like, give us give us a loadout system. It's be, it's starting to feel like a need. I agree with that. Thank you, JW, for clicking the join button, inching us closer to 600 total members on YouTube to unlock another emote. You get emotes and perks in Discord. So if you guys want to do that, click join. Um, if you want to do VIP, we're going to do VIP play sessions this afternoon and a game night on Friday. So if you're listening to this in the other locations, maybe you found this podcast on iTunes or Google Play or Spotify. Uh, you can find the Patreon at sntrpresents.com if you want to support directly. If you want to watch the live streams, say no to rage.com. We'll bring you to the live streams as well as give you the opportunity to hit subscribe, the bell button, that's free, or the join button. That's one of the paid subscriptions. Uh, and anybody who's doing that, thank you, thank you so much. And when you're watching or listening in other locations, as I always say, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the VIP call-in session that followed my talk about why we need a loadout system. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, you can always find me at saynotorage.com. That's if you want to watch live, saynotorage.com will bring you to the YouTube channel. If you want to support this podcast directly through Patreon, you can always go to sntrpresents.com sntrpresents.com takes you to the Patreon you can pick through those tiers if you prefer YouTube and want to click the join button the tiers are identical and you can get into Discord and enjoy those perks and benefits we are going to go alphabetical here so Gilly in the mist what do you have for me today um, we were talking about this in chat a little bit earlier um, especially with how mods work now I think right now one of the bigger hindrances um, is elemental affinity. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I, I don't understand specifically why Bungie thought. I don't like hating on ideas Bungie comes up with, but I, I wonder what they hope to achieve by selecting what mods can go with what element on armor. I don't know if yeah. it was a design to 
increase the grind, um, increase aspiration in a sense that you have three sets, one for each, you know, element. Um, but I also feel like having it labeled under elemental affinity is also a misnomer. Um, as far as I can tell, it being a specific element doesn't change anything other than what mods you can run. You know, you, know, you don't take more damage or you take less damage from a specific element. Like, oh, you have all mm -hmm. solar, you take less solar damage. It's just, oh, hey, you can run, like, primary. or Well, not even primary, you can run, like, uh, scouts, auto rifles, sidearms, shotguns, and, like, LMGs versus what you can run on arc. And mm -hmm. that is a hindrance because you're like, well, I have this. I already have it upgraded. And even before you could change it, upgrade it, you're like, I have this armor, it's this, but I don't run those weapons. Um, and then you're like, well, I'm not going to touch the mods. And then that first look of, well, I'm not going to touch the mods for this reason means, well, I'm not going to touch any of the mods because they're mm -hmm. complicated. I don't understand what they do. And they have all these barriers of entry on why you should use them or what you get from them. And I think removing that could definitely bring even just the current system where it's at now a step forward yeah I, I, there's a couple theories about affinity the first theory is you know folks have thought it's for the ui like it would just be insanely cluttered if you could literally see every single mod there would be you no know, pages and pages of mods um and i i i think that theory is too narrow i think that was probably a part of it but not the whole picture i don't think bungie literally said we have to do this because of the ui I think they said, you know, UI restriction for ease of use is something we have to consider if someone goes to equip a mod. Like right now, if you go to equip a seasonal mod, I mean, there's literally two pages. You got to go to the second page to see some of the mods. Um, and I, I, I don't think that, though, that that is the entire picture. Like when I go to Arc right now, and because I have Breach, Resonator, Overload, and uh, Counter Charge unlocked... I have to go to a second page to see shotgun unflinching and enhanced shotgun unflinching. You know, I'd go to a separate page. So to me, it's like we're already needing multiple pages in in certain circumstances, and it to me, it's it's not. I, I that can't be the only reason. So if that is a reason, then you know they could come up with unique ways to polish it and, and, and simplify it. So to the second part here, you know, why on earth are they doing this? Are they just trying to limit us? Are they just trying to limit our loadouts or whatever? I think its initial concept, the idea was they want you to make a hard choice. They don't want you to be able to literally run whatever you want, wherever you want. You have to make sacrifices. So if you want to run, you know, machine gun scavenger, you know, maybe the reason that you run machine gun scavenger takes you to arc. And then that means you can't run uh, machine gun scavenger and another scavenger so you 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 sacrifice and maybe you go to just special ammo generic scavenger and then what that does is that costs a little bit more so i think in initially that was their goal is we want there to be some semblance of a decision being made where you have to choose between one thing and another and i i can see the I can see the design philosophy behind that and not necessarily be like, oh no, that's bad, you shouldn't do that. But I can also say that in practice, it's not exactly helping grease the wheels for experimentation. People are feeling like it's super frustrating. Um, 
you know, and I'm usually like, don't get rid of the system, you know, refine the system. That's kind of one of my mottos. So in this scenario, that maybe they don't need to get rid of affinity if they go to a loadout system. So then you would have a couple different pieces of armor for different loadouts. You'd have a chest piece for machine gun or sword. You would have a chest piece for, you know, you know uh, grenade launchers and hand cannons, you know, or I'm sorry, SMGs. So if... No, I had it right. Grenade launchers and hand cannons. If if they if that if that's their goal, I'm I'm okay with it as long as they clean up the process that where I have to switch things around. Because if you're a hardcore player, I'm not super opposed to the fact that like if you want to have a really dope machine gun build, you have to kind of find the right armor and spec out for it. And then if you want a really really dope build that centers around grenade launchers, you know you got to change some things and sacrifice some things in order to get there. I just feel that they're the the wheels in the runway are are real i don't know it's like it's shaky and slow it's like it's really like hard to get from point a to point b not hard in that it's challenging it just becomes a like oh why bother i'm gonna get a couple extra bullets for my sword or my machine gun and i gotta swap my my chest piece and i gotta swap the mods and i gotta spend the currency if i could push a button and it would go to that loadout i think armor affinity would start to maybe become um less of a you know less of a problem or less of a less of a less of a pain point if that makes sense yeah i don't think elemental infinity inherently is a bad system like you have to you know one of three avenues to pick for what bonds because it, that does make balancing easier for them like we can balance these solar mods and we only have to balance the solar mods but i also think like, if you go to the cap, there's, like, almost 300 mods. And I will tell you, I don't think most people would run more than 10 of them. Because you have, like, Scavenger, and then Dexterity, and Enhanced Dexterity. Mm-hmm. And then you have it for one of each weapon type. And then that's split across three elemental affinities. And some of them are six energy. And you... You just stack on so many unnecessary steps and yeah. and deviations for what it is. It's like the bounty system. If you're getting just too fine of a detail for people to, to make a decision and then they just don't make one. You're like, streamline it. You're like, yeah, solar can run primary weapons and all the primary mods can go with solar. And arc can do secondary and those mods. And then void does heavy. And, and then that, because you only get 10 mod slots on all your armor. Mm-hmm. 300-some mods for all the different weapon types stacked on the elemental affinity and depending on what you want to do with it. Plus, there's some of them have enhanced and non-enhanced versions. So there's so many choices that you get lost, and it's unnecessary, really. And I well, applaud Benji adding that depth Mm-hmm. but it seems more like it's just a broad pool that's not very deep because the volume is there there's a lot of stuff but not a lot of it's very deep yeah and I think I think ultimately it's not about making it easy to be powerful it's more about making it easy for us to experiment and change things because I don't want to suddenly make all the mods super cheap and then I can do whatever I want but I mean one of the things I've recently said is that I think discipline strength intellect mobility recovery and resilience those six the ones that influence our stats 
I think those mods should be free. That's literally you just picking that first slot. Like, which thing do you want to kind of give some help? You know, this this piece of armor has like you know no mobility, and so you you pick that for free. And the reason for that, I I think, is because if if I'm going to experiment with your new seasonal mods that are out, like oh, there's this new one that lets me create this new thing, and you know, like the Warmind cells. If if you're going to want me to experiment with that. I need to be able to do that without destroying my stat build that I've worked so hard on. You know, they create this flexibility on the seasonal slot, which is great, okay? It's great. But then afterward, y- you you end up with you end up with this situation of I'm going to go experiment and then I'm going to destroy the 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 stats that I have built. So you give us this flexibility so I can go into a new season with my current armor and experiment with the new seasonal mods. But then there's this giant hurdle of yeah, but it's gonna. I, I spent all season trying to get good stat builds, and I got a great, I got a great stat combination right now, and I'm gonna destroy that because I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to take off my my recovery and put on something else, or just take this off or take that off. So if it doesn't disrupt your stats, I think that would be um, a key to to helping um, with experimentation. And similar to what you're saying, it's like is affinity really serving its purpose anymore or is it just a barrier to experimentation is it helping keep things balanced is it promoting painful decisions and if i put this on i have to take this off is it actually doing that or is it causing a short circuit to happen and people are like ah this is just too much trouble i like my stats where they are i'm just going to go play with the guns i want i'm not going to worry about any of that so you've created all this depth and all this all these ideas and then you know and then and then people are essentially ignoring them you know and if they're if they're ignoring them then you, you it's it's to a certain extent it feels like the 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 system was then built for no reason <laughs> if they're just ignoring them so yeah. I, I agree with what a lot of what you're saying about affinity could perhaps be revisited the synergy between mods isn't really high enough for affinity to be for the concern that they'd become overpowered to be necessary for affinity. I'd understand if, yeah, you can stack this, 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 this mods together. And we had this issue. You know, if we had an issue where you can customize these mods all the ways you want, and now you're, you're super broken. You're very powerful. You trivialize end game content. Mm-hmm. You have oppressive darkness. And then this other void mod and another triple void mod for your gnawing hunger and you're just melting things and you're getting instant reloads endless mags infinite grenades and then i can understand like hey we need to put this in because there needs to be a check you have too much power and then immediately what it really was is we come out with armor 2.0 and woohoo we get all these customization mods and it's limited right yeah i I agree with you. So I, I, you know, I hope to take a look at it because, you know, I think, uh, I think the system would shine more if more people interact with it, more people, you know, uh, got into customization and, and, uh, experimentation and, and, and crafting a build. So I think those are, I think those are good thoughts. And as you've even said too, that some of the affinities don't even make a whole lot of sense. Like why are machine guns and swords paired up with shotguns and pulse rifles? Like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. I could see shotguns and swords having something in common, uh, you know, but then you go to solar, and it's SMGs, rockets, and linear fusions, and regular fusions, and auto rifles. Like, I I don't even see... I don't see a theme there. I, I don't. I do not see a theme there with respect to 
uh, you know, those mods. There doesn't, there does not seem to be. Uh, There's not a, an incentive to run only one element, right? Because you're like, oh, you you know, all the close range special and heavy and weapons like sidearms, shotguns, grenade launchers. You know, short range is solar, so you know you can build a short range, super powerful solar build, and then you're good. Mm-hmm. Or you can build like a good medium range all around arc build, and you're good. Or you can, you know, you like to snipe, and you like to use a linear fusion rifle and something like Arbalest. So right. you like to go for a little bit longer range, keep your distance. You can run that, and instead it's just a mishmash of, mm-hmm. hey, this look cool together. Yeah, yeah. All right. Do you have anything else? I'm going to move on to the next caller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good thoughts, man. Thanks for calling in. Mm-hmm. All right. Avenger, I think said that you had, you had two things to talk about today. What do you got? Yeah. Um, so the first thing uh, is a little more on topic about uh, loadouts. Um, when you were talking about how uh, that a lot of the players will be interacting with this build, I, I believe you said that a lot of the or loadouts, a lot of the people who will be um, interacting it's mostly going to be the end game people right mm-hmm. is, that, is that what you said well i don't think mostly i think the people that would be the most concerned with it and focus on it i do think low tier players would engage with it but i think we would engage with it in a more in a in a, in a deeper and a more consistent way because we probably go into more content than them so mm-hmm. uh the the thing that i have um issue with that is and my question was talking about how um, it would add another level of grind in it because we'd feel more incentivized to do to get a loadout for it because it wouldn't be oh let me switch my mods let me switch my arm let me go through and change everything it would be a click of a button and I'm like okay well maybe I can spend this day grinding um, a sword build or a machine gun build and that's kind of like the point I was trying to get at with the question and then I thought about it again and looking at the amount of things that we as players care about when we're looking at armor grind at least you have to worry about your affinities and that is changeable throughout but also with your affinities you have to worry about your stats and you have to make sure you have great stat rolls on all of your armor pieces for your build if you're going a grenade heavy build you want to make sure you have discipline so you want to make sure you have all of that and then if you after that then you have to put the upgrade module if it's not the right affinity for whatever build you want to do and then on top of that you need to make sure you have a right amount of energy and you need just getting the armor to drop itself that's also another big thing so I feel like that, you know, having this is a good idea, but in practice, I'm not sure if it would be great, especially for the people who, like you said, will be not interacting with it more, but interact who would be caring about it more. Um, because it's just the core issue of, you know, focusing on getting stats on your armor and, you know, getting them high and then getting your builds curated and then getting into like, that means you would have to have an affinity. And then if you want to, you know, a machine gun build with, uh, you know, it's throwing grenades and you'd maybe want a machine gun build that would be throwing with strength. So then you need two arc um, affinities with different stat rolls. And then you're going to end up getting 10, 20, 30, 50 different armor sets. Well, I I don't necessarily think that that is true because, I mean, I do that now. I mean, and especially considering you can change the affinity of what you get. So I right now have four gauntlets from the when i was doing the prophecy run no i'm sorry not yeah prophecy runs uh 62 64 62 64 so they're all they're all in the 60s and only one of them is solar and so right now like if i was if i was you know building and i thought well this one here 
has here's a perfect example it has 16 strength and i am building something i want that to be solar i want to switch it to solar i want the strength to be higher i'm going to craft this build and that's going to put me into the position of like changing the affinity and then and then creating the build and i I kind of already do that. Like I'll look at a pair of boots or something like we did the one day and we switch it to arc and that's how we got the boots to uh, whatever it was like the 113 or something. Um, Cause we were running uh, yeah, traction. So because there's only three affinities, I don't, I don't think you're going to have that many armor sets. Cause at, at most, at most you could only have, three of everything you'd have three pairs of boots three you know three chests three three of your gauntlets now if you get super specific and you're like well i need one pair of art gauntlets to be high high mobility and another pair of art gauntlets to be high discipline i don't know if we get that specific in our builds a lot of the times like usually on a hunter you're focusing on one thing mobility and recovery and then everything else after it is you know doable with mods or whatever whether you want strength or discipline or you know whatever it is you're looking for. So, I don't I don't know if if that's going to create an enormous problem. Now, if if affinity becomes too much of a headache, and and you're right, and Gilly and the Miss is right, that they just need to basically remove affinity. So then your build is centered around the mods you want and looking for the right stat combinations that you want. That may you know simplify some of the potential pain that both you and him were were trying to outline. Um, I, I'm not going to defend Affinity anymore. I, I, I'm I'm of the opinion that it could go away or it could stay as long as they streamline the process of moving things around and swapping. I you know I I struggle with it for two reasons. Number one, it does limit your loadout. It's like well I'm switching from a grenade launcher to a machine gun, so now I have to switch my chest and my boots. Um, maybe my helmet, and then then I gotta go through and switch all the mods, because the last time I was playing on a sword, and now I'm playing on a machine gun, so all the mods are wrong. Um, so I, I struggle with it, you know, for, for from, from two angles, and primarily I think, if I could press a button and change my loadout, I'd be good with that. We I don't necessarily want to take aim at Affinity and be like, get it out of the game, it's so dumb, it's so awful, because I feel like sometimes we maybe we overstate the pain the affinity system brings, and we might do that because of how it's experienced, not on how much it actually restricts us. I mean, I'm sure people can come up with builds where they're like, I really, really wish I could run, you know, a, a chess piece that I could do both machine gun scavenger and, um... I don't know what another scavenger you would probably want to run alongside of it if there if there was a sniper. You know, I want to run sniper scavenger alongside a machine gun scavenger. Is that limitation that big of a pain point that affinity needs to go? Or are we overstating that pain point because we want to build ourselves exactly how we want and we don't like that slight limitation? Um, the question would then be, is the limitation you know a good or a bad thing are you going to create an overpowered build probably not well if you're going to argue that it's not an overpowered build then you just argue that it's not that big of a deal if you have to deal without it it goes it cuts both ways i think um but i i do think as time has gone on and i think the more seasonal mods they add as well and the more in the more you know uh bloated the more bloated that mod pool gets I'm interested to see what kind of UI solutions they come up with if they decided to remove affinity because that would be 
an absurd amount of mods if you just go to collections and you just go to mods and you just go to head you know i want to see all the helmet mods that are available i mean it's three pages in the in the collection <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's what is it two four six seven it's 21 42 45 emo uh 45 emotes i'm sorry not emotes 45 mods um i don't know I, I th- that that se- that seems like a potential uh you know problem for from usability. Now, maybe they could go into the collections and you could say on any given armor piece, you can only have um let's just take helmet for example. How many fits in this area? It's it's a row of 3 and it's 2 4 6, so it's 14, it's 20. At any given time, you can only have 20 of the 45 possible helmet mods available, and you have to go in and choose which ones. So if you never run sidearms, or you never run scout rifles, you're not going to pick those. Even if you do run hand cannon, do you want hand cannon ammo finder? Probably not. So like, you would go in and select the 20 that would show up in this UI screen. You would do the same thing once, I mean, once the ornamentation system gets a little absurd, once we start transmog, the number of ornaments in this menu is going to get absurd. Well, if you only only let me have you know 15 or 10 or something unlocked at a given time that limits the ui strain and it and it streamlines it and it's more custom to the user it's like get rid of affinity i unlock 20 mods for boots and they're those are the ones that are available and if i'm like oh there's a new build that come out that is amazing with sidearms i would go into collections and maybe disable a couple and then enable and pull out a couple of mods that are sidearm so they could do it at that at that at that level as well to streamline the ui aspects and then they would just have to make sure it, we're not going to be able to create broken builds. Yeah, I, I just let you go on on the rant there. Uh, mainly, what I was trying to get on that point was about the stats. Actually, the stat rolls being on the armor, not the affinities. I, I'm actually a fine with the affinities. I think that you know it, it it's a pain point, and I think it's a necessary pain point in certain ways. The thing that I have a big issue with is the armor, at least stat roll system that we have now, and I'll let people talk about it. Um, because it's so, how often do you look at an armor set and you're like, okay, you know, I got a high, I I have to get the armor to drop. It has to be a high stat roll. And then the stat distribution needs to be perfect for that step for the stats that I'm looking for. Um, because a lot of times you could get bad stat distribution, this and that, you know, talking about how this is going to be interacting with end game players who are doing end game content. Um, and like you said, they're going to be interacting with it more than the lower end. But, you know, if someone's going to be interacting with it more and then you have these stats on these armor pieces and, you know, if you're only having three armor sets, I don't think that's a big issue. You know, if three armor sets and now they're going to be moving to that yearly mod slot. So it's going to be a lot more forgiving when it comes to that, because it's not going to be you don't need one every, you know, other every other season. Um, but I think the stat, the stat issue, be having your builds also be tied so heavily around stats that are random on top of RNG, on top of RNG, on top of RNG, on top of RNG, I feel like is just too, it's too much. And then having that on top of the three armor sets for for affinity, it just seems like too much. And then people who would look at it and say, okay, well, maybe I want to go grind, you know, a good build for, you know, swords this week. Um, You would have to, you know, make sure you get all of the right things that you need for that. 
and then you know you'd still change your affinities but you still need all of these things to line up perfectly and i'm not even talking about affinities because you can just change that with an upgrade module don't don't you feel though that you're 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 arguing against the system from an ideal and let me i'm going to describe the ideal the ideal would be that your stats get to be exactly where you want them and whenever you change your loadout sword to grenade launcher grenade launcher to machine gun hand cannon to pulse you're changing all that and then subsequently changing the complementary mods you're I guess the only restriction to your loadout would then be the affinity because I would never ever touch stats my stats would get where I want them and they'd almost be static they would be like yeah I, I switched my arms but it didn't it didn't mess with my stats like I understand where you're coming from. I've even said like the first that first mod slot should be free so that when I'm making loadout decisions with my mods, I'm not actually disrupting my stats. Like as as a way to encourage people to experiment. Like hey, you don't have to you don't have to mess with your your stats. That's a that's a free slot now. I, I I've argued for that. The other thing I want to say about oh if you get really bad stat distribution, you have to remember you can add twelve to any stat bar. So, like, they do give us the ability, people are like, we should be able to change stats. You have the ability with a mod and currency to add 12 to any stat bar. That, to me, is the customization that you're kind of asking for. So, right now, I would look at recovery and be like, I can turn that 18 recovery into a 30. I can slap on a recovery mod, fully masterwork it, and now it's got an extra 12 on that, on that stat. And if I do, and if I and if I do that, then I'm basically I'm able to fix a vacancy or a distribution that I I would deem as bad or inferior or whatever. Like, I I don't know. Like, here's a perfect example. This one's got 21 recovery and 15 discipline, and I can turn mobility into a 14. I I don't know. Like that that's a great piece of armor. By the time I'm done with it. And if you just let me move stats around or or re re-roll the stats or something, I, they gave us such a great pursuit this season of high stat roll armor. I don't want to shoot that grind in the foot by suddenly giving us way too much control over stat distribution or stat rolls or stat propensities, given that on any piece of armor you can be like, oh, that's a little low, no worries. I can add 12 to that to that particular slot and it's not that expensive i mean the most expensive ones uh the most expensive one is recovery you know resilience and, and mobility are three maybe recovery should just be well intellect i'm sorry is five what the frick that's kind of messed up um so i i don't know i'm always cautious against the level of control i kind of hear it underneath your argument i'm like i don't know that sounds like a lot of control to where suddenly a significant portion of your loadout becomes static and just overarching for an entire year yep got the stats i want i never have to worry about my stats moving or or changing if i swap armor or if i switch things around so i can switch from grenade launcher to sword or shotgun to sniper and nothing changes on my loadout other than mods I don't know, that feels like almost like you're flattening it out. I understand too many layers of RNG, believe me, I went for an Imago loop in D1, like that was too many layers of RNG. I think with grinds like the dungeon, I actually think the RNG is exactly where it should be, right? I think it's exactly where it should be. Yeah, but there are like, um, uh, support, support's a good example. Um, he used, he has eight pages of Warlock armor in his vault. Eight pages. Now that's an extreme example, uh, but he has eight pages of Warlock armor in his vault, and he still does not have a good 
like the stats that he wants on those things because there are people and a lot of people who are in the end game and people who are going to be at least interacting with it they want if they're getting the opportunity to say okay well i can change it all in a button i want to try and get perfect thing because metagaming's in the game that's it's always going to be it's they're always going to try and get those perfect stat rolls i remember um in d1 trying to get the perfect uh 30 the perfect stats like on everything i can't remember i think it was i think it was what 30 or whatever it was 30 30 whatever the stat distribution was in there but i remember going for that all the time and people were always so proud when they hit that mark of oh look i got my stats to be perfect in this and it took so long and you had to get so like so lucky with all those armor stats and for now it's people like support who have eight pages of warlock armor and they still don't have the perfect uh setup they want for their stats they don't have that 100 100 um setup where i don't think that you know giving them e He's saying, oh, yeah, no, you know, you can just change your loadout and that way you don't have to worry about it. You know, the ease, the ease of it, I don't think shouldn't be there because, um, yeah, I, I also agree. You know, I don't think you, letting someone have so much freedom with how they're making their builds is a big issue uh, because you, at that point, you're just having, like you said, that one armor set, perfect stat rolls. I don't need to do anything else. That's it. Uh, I, I think that's a big issue. Uh, but at the same time, there needs to be some leeway because again you need perfect and because the numbers are so you know you know there can go up the i think well like 30 38 is the max uh drop you can get on one armor or one armor stat distribution mm-hmm. um I don't, I don't know that's at least the highest that i've gotten and the chances of that are insanely low and you know even having the plus 12 a lot of your other stats are still going to be lacking a lot of the people who are going to be using those mods are going to be okay well i have recovery that's at a 30 i'm gonna put my plus 12 on that that's going to put me at 42 um all my other stats are going to be a little lower i'm recovering let me get another recovery piece okay now i'm going to put the plus 12 on that you know maybe that's at another 42 i'm at 84 right now i can even it out with the other stats and there's just a lot of little things in there and i feel like d1 you know as much as i don't like d1 in a lot of systems the way they did stats there at least felt rewarding and felt like I was actually getting somewhere and there was an end point for me. Whereas this, it just seems like a needless grind of RNG over RNG. Well, but you see, but the problem is, is if you compare to D1, the reason that D1 might have felt like a better system is because you didn't change your armor. Like there, we didn't have this level of customization and freedom. So you may change your gauntlets for reload. Like you might have a pair of gauntlets, one for hand cannon, one for pulse or something. By and large, in D1, we didn't have this level of freedom. So I was, I was never making these sorts of changes from one encounter to the next, like we do in a raid. I would change my weapons a little bit, or from one activity to the next. Like they've added this level of customization and freedom. And I would be worried if we use someone like the example that you gave is you know someone who has pages and pages of warlock gear and they haven't gotten the quote-unquote perfect build i don't think you can legislate the game to that person because they are straining at a gnat they're trying to get this very narrow perfect exactly right specific build and i kind of feel like that should be somewhat elusive now maybe maybe there are some levels of rng that are frustrating that person that could be mitigated a little bit so that they if they put in the time you would say oh that guy really really worked and and got to the place where they have the perfect build 
as opposed to somebody stumbling into that perfect build. You wouldn't want RNG to betray that sort of a pursuit. Like, this guy's been trying for six months to get the perfect build, and I got it by accident. GG's, you know, RNG and aspirational armor pursuit and all that. Um, so, I think that that would be my only concern, is number one... You, use, you never want to use the example of somebody who's going for something super, super narrow because if you empower them to get where they want to go, you run the risk of dismantling the entire the entire system. It has to feel like a decision. It doesn't feel like a decision if there's no trade-off. And I think that's one of the reasons Affinity probably has to stay. That's one of the reasons that like RNG and stat rolls kind of has to stay where it is because if there's no trade-off, if there's no randomness, then it becomes pure transaction time sync and then you have the best build, perfect build. Watch, you know, somebody's video and you know exactly what to get, where to get it, how to build it and then you're kind of done. It, it, it takes some of the mystique out of the game. Uh, and then again, comparing to D1, I find risky because once I got Starfire Protocol, that's all I wore. I mean, I, I didn't wear anything else. I, I didn't change anything else. I, I re-rolled my gauntlets because they were Wrath gauntlets to get me hand cannon reload, and I never took off my Imago. So there were pieces of my armor that literally never changed. There was no customization. I wouldn't. Go, I couldn't go down into them and swap mods and change this and change that. So it's like they've given us this huge, huge open playground of freedom and, and customization that we've never had before, and I feel like people might be getting greedy. I, you know what I mean? I, I understand the tenacity and the perfectionism of I really want to have 100 in this slot, 80 in this slot, 60 in that slot. Like I re- That's what I want. You know, and You feel like there's things in your way to get there. But I'm like, I feel like you're being kind of greedy. This system is crazy, crazy good for customization and control. And, you know, the difference between me having a, a 57 and a 60 on intellect, you know, yes, is kind of significant. You know, it's, what, 13 seconds of a faster cooldown on my super. I mean, that can be pretty impactful in PvP. You know, 13 seconds in a game where rounds last a minute to a minute and a half or whatever. Like, that's, 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 that's a decent, you know, difference. So maybe they could go to percentages. Maybe fifty-seven would be cl- the, the the seconds would ratio. That maybe that would help. So that maybe your nobody would feel. Maybe your friend would feel like he's he suddenly has inched closer to the perfect build. So uh, you know, fifty-seven out of a hundred would be fifty-seven percent of a, of a tier ten, and you'd give me fifty-seven percent of that timer instead of giving me what is amounts like right now. That's a fifty, even though it's fifty-seven. It's a fifty. Yeah, Wheezy sent me a, a screenshot. I, I inspected Wheezy the other day, and he had like a 59 or an 89 or a 79 somewhere. He had one that was at nine. You know, it's right on the bubble, and it's like that should be worth 59 percent of that tier. I think maybe that would help getting rid of the like the blocks and just saying whatever percentage of a hundred you get, you get that as a, as a perk, and then suddenly the perfect build would still be there, but it wouldn't, it, you you would, the chasm between you and the perfect build would, would shrink a little bit. Yeah, the, the that point is actually something, you know, interesting. As support said in chat, um, I, I think a minimum, a minimum something should be done about stat points between one and nine, since those are effectively zeros. And like you said, you know, making a percentage would kind of mitig- you know, like help mitigate that issue because you feel even if you just masterwork something, you get plus two on all your stats. Those plus two, it doesn't matter unless there was something on the border of it. If I have a 14 and I get a plus two, it's going to go to a 60 and that's not doing anything for me. Yeah. Um, it's still it's still a 10. You know, it's not going to be anything better. So I feel like something like that could um, affect it, have it a base, you know, zero value, have a base 100 value. And then as you put points into that, 
you get a percentage going up. And I think that would that would obviously help uh, mitigate a lot of the issues with the perfect, you know, the perfectionism grind. Um, and maybe they, the, I just thought of something that I want to say before I forget. Yeah. Um, maybe they could give you a range. Maybe when you masterwork something, you could add not just two to everything, but zero to five. So you're like, well, I don't need anything to hit strength, and I need three on discipline for it to be a, for it to roll my tier over, right? So like right now, I, I would need three on intellect to roll it over. Well, if I masterwork a piece of armor and I can pick between zero to five on each stat bar, you could do, you could basically say, what is it? So it's 12. So you could do like a five, five, two. You could be like, all right, I'm going to slap five on mobility, five on recovery and two on discipline. That's, that's going to really, really help round out my build. Maybe the agency needs to be added there so that you're still only getting 12 points to play with on a masterwork. And you're only able to put a, a maximum of five on a slot, but that would give you enough agency to fix some of these round these round offs that you can't get, and you get frustrated by. Yeah, uh, that's actually a great thing. You can almost have it like an RP, like the old school RPG systems where you just put it into the stats that you want it to be, and you know, oh, I'm starting off my character. I want you know five intellect and five luck and whatever it may be. Um, you know, have something like that system be in there and. You know, obviously, once you decide what perks you're going to have masterwork, lock it out on that, and it don't let players change it because, like you said, that if they if they're allowed to change it and all that, I think that would add too much leeway and too much freedom in what you want to do. I feel like if you say, okay, well, I'm going to go get my, uh, you know, my strength sword build that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to go in and I'm going to go get an armor piece. Okay, well, it had it already had a base twenty strength that's pretty decent. I can put another i can put 12 into it if i wanted to put 12 and just that's what i can focus on i can direct my grind and obviously i'm gonna have lower stats overall on other things but i'll have my strength ready to go and i'm done with it and then if i wanted to change it out i would have to get another armor piece which would then make me go and grind it again and make sure i get a good stat for another perk um i think that would help mitigate a lot of the issues uh the the other reason why i talked about d1 is because i feel like d1 had a it was a different system obviously and like i said i don't like to compare d1 to d2 because again i feel like the systems are vastly different in a lot of different ways but as just a core as a player i felt more of a grind to like i felt like getting that perfect build was possible you know you you see these people and it is an elusive thing but there are people who still had it and i've very 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 rarely i think i've seen one person with a perfect 100 100 step and that that's i think it's just because of pure luck there but it's no it's not it's never going to be something that is available to a player and that's why people don't want to go do that it's it's too many variables that's essentially what it is they've added more variables it would be like if suddenly guns had like six perks getting a god roll would be a lot harder because you'd have more variables and because I had, I remember, I remember when I got my my tier twelve Starfire Protocol build. I remember being really excited about that, you know, about being able to to, to kind of have my build done. And I I think you're exactly right. I think maybe we've touched on two ways they could approach this: moving away from the blocks. And I, right now, I would have ninety seven percent of mobility. Well, they need to fix the ghost 
the ghost stats as well because right now I know I actually have plus 5 from traction it's not showing up so that's 102 but okay a better example would be intellect like move away from I'm a tier 5 even though it's 57 I'm a tier 5 even though it's 59 and I have all these pieces of armor that are adding to that stat and 9 of the points are thrown away like they could either move away from that or give us the agency when we masterwork something and then I think you would see a lot of people rounding out and hitting those hundreds because I could right now when I masterworked all these items very easily gotten three points for mobility because look I could have taken two away from d- resilience those two are wasted two on uh, recoveries wasted yeah, I would easily had enough points to round that and intellect out look how many po- throwaway points I have I have six throwaway points and I mysteriously have two 97s so those six throwaway points that the, if the 52 82 52 there's three there's three of them that are at a two those those twos add up to six and b- surprise surprise i have twos that are at a seven so i could take those and swoop, boom slot them and have that three so you could maybe keep it where it is now where it is a tier so 97 is the same as a 90 but if you give me the agency when i master work an item i would be in a lot more control of not a lot more i would be in just enough stat distribution control that when i have high stat roll armor i could round out my stats and feel like i made the right calls and decisions and i built this stat this stat build and then you would see more tier 100s out in the wild and it would be a sense of pride and investment something that you you farmed for for the stats you invested your currency, you made the stat distribution decisions, and you've, uh, you've, you've put all that time into, into doing it. Now, you would let, you'd have to let people, you know, maybe spend a lot of the currency that it took to masterwork it to redistribute the 12, because maybe a pair of boots comes behind and it hits a lot of good stat rolls and it undermines your decisions. But maybe that's when you would tell somebody, grind for all the great armor and then wait to fully masterwork it until you know you could kind of you could kind of calculate it and you would know this is a full armor set now i'm going to fully masterwork and i know exactly where i'm going to spend all of my 12 points every time i masterwork an item mm, that that's that's honestly exactly what i think it should be because you know you have people who are going to be using their calculators you know you say you know i shouldn't be using a calculator to level but there are people who do that there are people who use their calculators to get the stat rolls and figure out what they need and stuff like that and this is going to the loadout system is going to appeal to those players, especially if you know your stat grind is going to be more specific. You're going to have someone who wants to have a loadout for every single type of weapon, for every single occasion, for every single type of enemy, and they're going to go for that. Mm-hmm. And that's going to give more end game grind. And I don't know how much it's going to give. I don't know how meaningful it's going to be, but it's at least going to add another layer to end game grind. And make players want to stay and make players want to redo the raids and make players want to go grind these things. Yeah, agreed. And if you're getting out a calculator for this stage of the game, I'm okay with that. Because that is literally the most upper echelon of, of building in Destiny is what we're talking about. You shouldn't have to do it for leveling, but I'm totally okay with it getting kind of complicated when you're doing perfect stat distribution that that should take some thought and some calculating and graphing you know i I think that is that's an appropriate area of the game where that level of planning you know starts to come into play and empowering us to do it is the real ticket it's like if you empower us to have that level of ownership and build i really think you're right i think people would really latch on to it and they'd want to do those grinds because I think right now the end game armor grind is going to start to feel like a lottery and then that's when people start to say I, 
the difference between 99 and 100 is 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 massive and i keep getting the wrong stats i just keep hitting 99s i just keep hitting 98s you know after it's all said and done and i think that lack of agency um could be softened we don't want to remove it completely but you could soften that lack of agency with what we've talked about with the master working choice so mm-hmm. that's good yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on the second question because I've already taken up enough of your time, but good conversation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I never thought about letting people pick the twelve stat distribution, and I I I made a note. I want to do a talk on how Bungie needs to rethink stats. Either either have we said remove the tier so it's a percentage, or give me agency on the masterwork. I think either one of those is is a good solution. So it's mm-hmm. good. All right, Rexus, if you're still here, no impersonation, you know, or swearing today, but what do you what do you got for me, sir? Uh, no worries. Uh, I hope I'm sounding fun. fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're uh, fine. I'm gonna turn you up okay. a little bit. Ah, uh, I, I can turn myself up a bit. That's no, you're good. Uh, good. Go testing ahead. Testing a new microphone. So yeah, uh, you're good. Go ahead with your question. <clears throat> All right. Uh, what I was thinking about is. Uh, We've just recently, after about five, six years, gotten in another game uh, loadout slots, and there it is. Uh, there it is limited in numbers, <clears throat> though also because you can actually store stuff there. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just a loadout slot; it's like it's you basically build your loadout and put the stuff in there, and then it's in there, and not in your normal inventory anymore. Mm-hmm. Would that model make sense, or would it probably more likely be um, just saving up the numbers of, uh, like, just combinations of gear that you have? Yeah, I think this is, like, the discussion about leveling, where people are like, let's go away from gear leveling and just go to pure XP, and I'm always a little hesitant to do that, because I do think gear-based leveling and gear-based stats... It, it it is it's part of the destiny identity it, i think it just needs to be in like refined this is going to be my don't get rid of it refine it you know sort of mantra so uh, gear leveling is not a problem i think you can do gear leveling we just have really bad gear leveling and then gear stats i actually don't think gear stats are that bad i do think that avenger put his finger on some things that can be extremely frustrating to somebody who's really trying to round out their build and I think there could be some minor things to get us there that he and I both touched on. Either go to percentage, so it's 97% mobility instead of 97 being essentially a 90. Or let people have that agency when they masterwork something. You can take those 12 points, put them where you want, within reason, 0 to 5. You wouldn't be able to put all 12 points on one stat. And that would give just enough agency to start rounding out some of these issues. To go more towards what you're saying, where I just kind of pick where the stats go, and then that's it, and my armor gets disconnected from uh, it, you start... Oh, un- no, no, no. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm, maybe I misunderstood. You, 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 no, uh, different topic, Lono. Different topic. <laughs> it, was, it was about the loadout system. Oh, the loadout system. Well, the stat system. system. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was still on stats with Avenger. Okay. So, <laughs> no worries. You got so, to go, hook it up. <laughs> put, put more meat on the bones for me. What does this loadout system right. look like? Uh, uh, it's it's basically a, a separate inventory. You have, uh, like, you, cur- you currently have those nine slots. Yes. When you have a helmet, you have just nine possible slots in your inventory. And one is equipped. And the loadout system uh, in Guild Wars was that you basically have another row of possible equipped things where you switch between them 
where you still have the nine in your inventory possible, mm -hmm. but you have two helmets on and you can switch between them, basically. And the, that's the way the loadouts are made. More inventory room, basically. That's why they were limited. Would, I want to throw that uh, model into the discussion. Is that a good model or would that not work for Destiny or would it probably just be too messy or yeah. something? It, you get the picture. I do. It's like when somebody asked earlier, you know, you could have two primaries that are quote-unquote equipped, but you swap between the two. Um, and this but would be like maybe you have... More loadouts Maybe more loadouts, but at the set, but uh, as I said, on different mm -hmm. slots. Or if it's just, uh, or if it's just, if you just basically should make a save file of this loadout and that's, then put it wherever. That's what I think they should do. Do what they're doing now, because you can do it with Dim. It's basically a snapshot of okay. Right now, Lono has the uh, Whispering Slab, Trophy Hunter, Zeno. Those are the weapons, and then these are the armor pieces and mod selection. And you literally just save that. It's like saving your Photoshop file. Like boom, that's it. That's where I want everything. And that's loadout number one. And then I go and switch. I'm like, okay, boom. I want my helmet to change. I want Ophidia Spathe. I'm going to switch over here to Way of a Thousand Cuts. And usually when I went run Way of a Thousand Cuts, I'm going to be up in their face. So I'm going to switch to Recluse and a shotgun and not Xeno. I want to run Tractor Cannon. Boom. And I save that loadout. Now I press loadout one or two and everything changes for me. I, I think that's the right way to do it in Destiny. I My concern would be you could describe and find a great loadout system in another game like Guild Wars or something. But if it fundamentally changes how we interact with our gear, I think that would cause a lot of confusion. What I'm talking about is we would interact with our gear and equipping and unequipping the exact same way. You just give me a hotkey, essentially. A hotkey that I can press that does it all for me. Um, it's, it's, it's like I can drag my mouse over and deafen myself in Discord, or I can set a hotkey that does it for me and the hotkey just makes it uh better it's 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 essentially a shortcut on your desktop and that's what i would like to do here is we, we don't overhaul the ui don't suddenly change and you know you can have multiple primaries and multiple helmets equipped slotted whatever or or put into a loadout it's literally it's a save file shortcut. I want a shortcut to get right back here where I am, where I want to run Tractor Cannon with an Ophidia Space, you know, Way of a Thousand Cuts build. Because right now, you know, my helmet's wrong, right? So it's it's Grenade Launcher. I don't need that right now, the frick. So I would want to come in here and change to just generic heavy ammo finder. Because I'm running, you know, Tractor Cannon. So, or I guess Shotgun Ammo Finder might work for it. In any case, I think that's the best approach, is basically... KISS, right? K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. Like, keep it simple. Just let people save, you know, a loadout. Because essentially what I've been trying to get at with this talk and my talk about the mods and, and, and making it easier to experiment with seasonal mods by making, you know, stat mods free, I'm trying to remove barriers that are that are in the way of experimentation. I'm not trying to make it easier to get a god-tier OP build. I think there's a difference between removing barriers of experimentation where people are like, that just takes too much time. I, I, don't, I, I want to remove those barriers, but I don't want to make it to be like, oh yeah, you can make a god-tier build right now. It's really easy and remove all the affinity barriers and make, make absurd builds where everything is stacking and double stacking. I, I don't want to go down that road. I'm just trying to remove some of the... the the cumbersome 
sort of tedious nature of swapping out your loadout right now, I want to remove some of that because I do think that's part of the the big picture of I don't really care about experimenting with any of this build stuff. Mm. Yeah, I was just wondering if it might be a good idea because I'm not sure, but you're probably right. <laughs> it could be it could be a good idea. I think there's a lot of good ideas it, that it would be fully fit. Yeah, it wouldn't fit. It would be what I would call disruptive mm. to the game. Um, okay. I'm trying to think of an example. I, I would, I would give. I, I, okay, so champion mods are a low level form of disruption to your loadout. It's a great idea, but because champion mods limit what weapons can use them every season, it's a good idea that is currently sort of disrupting player autonomy. And so you feel like you have to run these, you know, weapons. That, that's a low level example. I think if you come in with this loadout system that's inspired by another game and it fundamentally changes how we interact with our our inventory after five or six years of it essentially looking like this and then it changes, um, I believe a good idea can be destructive when it grates against the nature of something. we were we were joking earlier about like oh don't put your modem outside because we were you know we were (laughs) theorizing about water damage on the lines and why i've been having some bitrate issues right when you when you use something against its nature it becomes destructive even if it's a good idea right it's a really it'd be all it'd be a great idea you know i could i could bring my toaster out here i could make some toast we could have breakfast but if the toaster is getting rained on you're using it in a way that's against its nature even though it might be a cool idea or a good idea um, it can grate against its nature, and I, I would worry in Destiny, the nature of the game is very set. So innovation and evolution has to um, work within the nature of the game. It's like when you 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 watch the stages of evolution of like characters in games like Pokemon and stuff, how the character gets bigger, and it's always sort of true to form, though. You know, like when the when when the Charmander changes, you can still tell what he what he what he looks like he's he's still true to form but he's bigger and enhanced and i feel like ui systems and inventory systems in destiny have to still look and and smell and feel like destiny even if you enhance it and make it bigger or more involved i i would say the armor 2.0 system has faithfully done that it still looks and feels and smells like Destiny, but it's been enhanced and expanded upon. I can come in here and slot these mods. I can go down to an appearance tab and change the helmet's shader and ornamentation. And so it's still true to form of what Destiny looks and feels like, yet it's been enhanced uh, and expanded. So your idea honestly could be great. Maybe it's just we're too far down the line for it to fit into the 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 scaffolding of, of destiny as it exists right now yeah and another question that popped into my head is uh still regarding that system but just in general then do, should we get a limit then on loadout slots or just as many as we want to i think you'd have to it had to be within reason i think five just sounds like the right number to me um, you know, you could have one, maybe two for PvP, and then three for PvE. I just think that's that's plenty. And you could make minor changes. You could know that, like, well, I really, really like this build for raids, but you know at encounter two and three, you change a weapon or two. You know what I'm saying? Like, within reason, you can't have you know, t- 
15 loadouts. Yeah, five, maybe seven. Beyond that, I just think it would start to get... It can start to get absurd. Uh, it's like whenever you go to use your your parents or your grandma's laptop and there's 85 things on the desktop, you're like, okay, these are no longer working within their intended purpose. These aren't shortcuts. This is a, this is a dissonant mess. You could get too many loadouts to where it becomes like, I don't even use them all or I've got them all or I forget which ones are what. And so you click around and, and you, 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 you get confused by it. You keep it, you keep it nice and, and clean, you know, five to seven, I think would be a, a good, a good happy number. I, by the way, I don't know what you're talking about with the cluttered um, desktop. That definitely doesn't sound like my old PC or something. I don't know. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel called to, out. <laughs> too close to home, yeah. Well, my laptop desktop looks like that because I, I, don't, I don't use the desktop in that way. It's literally a dumping ground for like most recent files. And so like I don't even look at the desktop. And when I do, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's awful. Like... Um, <laughs> But again, I, I, I think that's a that's a good analogy as to why, you know, you know, five or seven. Somebody said eight, you could do two for each D pad. Oh, so you'd like hold it down in game and change or Yeah, and maybe double tap. I don't know if we would need to actively do it in game. I imagine it would be something you would do in the inventory screen. I don't need to be like in the middle of a strike changing my load. Well, maybe I, I would. I don't know about on the fly though. I, I would imagine it would be something you would go in and click on. You know, again, off to the side over here. It, maybe it would make sense to have it like under my name and the emblem over here. You literally could just put seven boxes, top to bottom, and when you hover over it. You know, when you hover over these, it pops out. See how the you hover over your weapons and it pops out? I would hover over the loadout and it would pop out to give me a snapshot. It would show me maybe four boxes. It would show me my uh, subclass and then my three weapons. So I'd be like, oh yeah, I know what that is. I know what that is. It's, it's, te- it's tether. It's tether with thorn and a shotgun. Like that's my PVP build. Like it would give you like a quick little snapshot when you hovered over it. So sometimes you might forget. You're like, is it three or four? I can never remember. And you just hover over it and a little thing just pops out. gives you a little, it could even be bigger than just a line. It could literally be everything. It could show you your entire loadout um, when you hover over it. Um, I, that would be dope. Seven of those, slap them on the side there, and you know you can you can you can always override it. You can go over and like hold down right click to override it and save over it. Um, and then you click on it and it changes all your stuff for you, and you're off to the races. I think that would be wonderful quality of life improvement for Desen. I have to think. I'm sorry. I have to thank Mr. Golf. I'm so bad. 29 minutes ago, Mr. Golf became a member. Hopefully, you're still here. During these segments, it's hard sometimes for me to break in and do the announcements and the alerts. So, sorry, Rex. Just go ahead. All right. Thanks, Mr. Golf, for joining us on this jolly old ride. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, So, you would also go for uh, attaching the subclass to the uh, loadout system. That's that's something I was also wondering about that yeah because i would at least like it because the exotics usually correspond to just one subclass that's exactly what i was gonna say is i would like a celestial nighthawk loadout every once in a while i get into content where i'm like oh what's the celestial build and then i could just have it saved boom click the button celestial it would go in here it would take me off of way of a thousand cuts and do i think it's bottom tree and then i you know i'd be i'd be good to go 
I wouldn't have to do the whole song and dance of asking chat. Uh, and then I could have a obviously Ophidius Faith, and then there's Raiden Flux, and then there's Orpheus Rick. Like those are all those are always tied to it to as you said. I think said very well that it's they're tied to the subclass. So yes, it would be, you know, it would change everything for you. Subclass, armor, guns, down to the mods. You could have two builds that are almost identical. So I could have two builds that look like this with Ophidia Spathe, but maybe one build is with the Recluse, and then another build is Dire Promise, and I switch to Sword and Divinity. Well, now all of a sudden my mods are going to change on all these armor pieces. Maybe even my gauntlets change. You see what I'm saying? Like, it would be, it would be like when you clone or copy and paste something and make minor changes to it. You could have some loadouts that look almost identical, but at the at the micro level they're being swapped around. You're changing from one piece of armor to another because you need the affinity to change. You need the mods to change. So that's why I would even have it go down to the mod level for loadouts because sometimes the difference between your 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 raid loadout let's say you're raiding like crazy and you just want it to be really easy you you literally save loadout one two and three as for encounter one two and three that's just your choice that's just what you want to do so while you're going through the raid you're just very easily going over there click the button boom change my loadout yep let's go let's go i'm ready for i'm ready for encounter two ready for encounter three you you could start to see people taking that level of customization because I'm just going to be grinding the raid all week. I'm going to make that easy for me. I want to, I'm going to set up some loadouts here. Um, I'm going to be running strikes today. So I'm going to set up loadouts, you know, four five and six to, to be different. Cause on Savathun, I don't want to have a sword cause the, you know, the shriekers up in the air. So you'd have, you know, you would know kind of like, Oh, I know this, this strike. I know this boss. I'm going to switch to this loadout because, um, you know, swords are perfect for Exodus Crash, but they're terrible for Savathun. So, you you could even do that. That's why I think like having like a five to seven would be perfect because everybody kind of hovers in a hemisphere of activity for a day or weeks or whatever, depending on your your, your play style. And so, different maps in PvP. Ah, this map I, I'm gonna switch off a sniper and go shoddy. Ah, I'm gonna switch off a thorn and go dire. I need a little bit more range. You know, like you you would you would definitely see. I think people using it in that way. Yeah. And regarding the UI overhaul that I usually kind of feel about, is maybe I'm a little biased because I sometimes forget in that regard that Destiny also needs to work on console. Yes. Because for for because uh, for a console uh, UI, it's probably really good. But for PC, it's clunky as heck. We, really yeah, clunky, yeah. In my opinion, it's 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 slow. It's 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 over large. Like in size, it's almost too big, and every single thing takes up too much space. And what what I though what I don't despise the most, and what also though a few console players sometimes probably despise is uh, for every little thing. If I want to switch something or do something. For, for about eighty to ninety percent of the actions, I need to hold the trigger or the left mouse button for an ungodly amount of time. Yeah, yeah. I, you might be getting a little persnickety. Maybe I've just played Destiny so long that stuff doesn't bother me. I don't even think about it. But I do think 
console being where it was born and people playing on their couch looking at their TV and if you're playing on a monitor at a desk some of the UI elements may seem as you say like kind of large kind of like when you know my uh, my mom had like a computer set up in a room and the monitor was kind of far away and she had like all the text and font size like raised because she was far away from it. Destiny might kind of feel like that to you if you're, you know, you're kind of up on a monitor. It's like, man, this is, this is kind of big. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to get that super uh, picky about that stuff. I'm trying to create streamline function so people engage with other uh, layers of the game and more depth in the game. Because I do think a lot of people just ignore this stuff, and that's kind of where my where my intentions were. So. Yeah, that I mostly ignore, but this yeah. is really mostly the holding down the button for way too long. That's just a like, controller may- thing, I think. That's just a yeah. controller thing. Although a few, like a few shaders, to just like uh, one of the shaders I use the most, because I've got currently two builds running on that shader, is um, the Dawning Elegance shader, and it takes I think three seconds to just pull out one. And then I have to wait. I can't just keep. I just. I can't just keep it pushed and pull and pull and pull. No, I have to release and pull again for three seconds to get one more out. Uh, yeah, but I would zoom out on that. You're getting into the specifics of how you get the shader out. The shader system needs completely overhauled. Like that's yeah. that's that's a given. I think the way that it currently works, it's an old system that they've tried to make a little bit better. But I don't think holding to pull from collections is the problem. I think shaders as a system is bloated and stupid. Like I would do the same thing. Like remember when I said you would you could unlock you know, 10 helmet ornaments, but only 10 at a time so that the UI is nice and clean and you would do that through the collections. I would do this, the same thing with shaders. I go into collections and I can unlock, you know, 30 or 40 shaders that I can use at any given time. It's no longer consumable, but they're quote-unquote unlocked. And if I'm, I find out that like, yeah, I'm never really using this Kairos bronze. I thought I was going to. This new one I, I like. Well, I would un, I would put Kairos bronze back into collections and I would then pull out this other one so it's it's no longer consumable and it's no longer this big giant pain point of yep i love carminica gotta pull f- you know five carminicas out of collections because i want to make my 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 uh all these because right now this is not a carminica i'm trying to make everything carminica because i love it right i'm gonna use my last one there we go uh and now i have none so i agree with you i think the shader system is another quality of life UI point that could afford to be addressed and, and refined because it's becoming insanely bloated there's so many dadgum shaders um, having what I would I guess you would call it your shader favorites tab all shaders are just in collections and then your favorites tab is what you pull from whenever you're shading your armor and you can you know unlock and and or check the box of having here's my 30 favorites and you uncheck certain favorites if you're not using them or there's new ones coming out that you'd prefer to put in there like Carminica so that's I, I'm actually gonna gonna I'm gonna end it there because we're right over an hour yeah. and uh, I wanna oh, I wanna get sorry. on to I wanna get on to Fall Guys and I have to and I have to use the restroom. <laughs> so thanks sorry. for calling in, Rex. I always love I always love talking with you. I always think you have a, a perspective <laughs> about the game and other games that uh, that I don't. So I, I appreciate you calling in, dude. Yeah, I play way too many different games. <laughs> 
So if you guys are listening to this and you're like, man, that was cool. I would love to do a VIP call in. You can either click the join button on YouTube uh, or type exclamation join in the chat and pick the VIP tier. Uh, VIPs can call in. They get an hour of early access to Q&A. And they can also take part in VIP games and VIP fight nights. All tier one members can submit questions as well as you get early access to the Q&A. Uh, after the hour early access for VIP, you can submit questions in the Discord before I'm even live. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, that sounds cool. I'd love to be a part of that. I'd love to hop into Discord. Uh, you can also use sntrpresents.com to use the Patreon. Join the Patreon. Sync it up with Discord. Get in here and enjoy the community and all the fun that we're having. Appreciate all the crazy support on YouTube through Patreon as well. Uh, and as always, if you're listening to this on iTunes, maybe you found it on Google Play or Spotify, you can listen to this podcast on all podcast platforms. You just look for SNTR Presents. If you're listening or watching in all those other locations, please like, share, and subscribe.